His job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con. Log on to denvercomiccon.com to get your tickets today. I just got my email. Our passes are in the mail, so... yeah. So we uh, should be getting those soon. So that means everybody else's passes should be available very soon as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go there. It should be a good time. I'm, I'm going to be there with bells on. <laughs> that seems inconvenient. <laughs> Why? Then everybody knows where I'm at. That's true. That's true. It'll be much easier to find right. Also, if you're listening to this and you follow us on Twitter and you're going to, or on Facebook and you're going to be at Denver Comic Con and you would like our sweet Denver Comic Con t shirt, make sure you instant message us or pm us or it's so cool it is brad it's, uh designed it for in uh honor of the 50th anniversary of star trek and the coolest thing is i'm captain kirk uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the coolest thing is that it, it's the 50th anniversary of star trek nope, and our, i'm captain kirk and our fifth anniversary which i think is really cool it like, is. there's some synergy there i, know, can you be um, I was gonna make it about Con? us as a group and of nope. course you just made it about yourself selfish prick that's what i am yeah Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Captain America Civil War. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We'll review it. Also, spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, uh, make sure that, you know, you see it. I don't think there's really anything about this movie to spoil, though. I mean, it's kind of like a comedy. You kind of, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, there's really, I mean, nothing really happens. It's all in the trailers. I mean, it's pretty much just like Batman Superman, where you saw it all in the trailer. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. They're not burying the lead at all. Mm-mm. Oh, I also forgot to mention that uh, Lena Headey is coming to, Heady is coming to Denver Comic Con. Cool. Known from 300. Uh, she's on Game of Thrones right now. She's on Sarah Connor Chronicles, and if Sarah you're a big Connor Terminator Chronicles. fan. Uh, Dread. Dread, yeah. Dread. Yeah, she was in Dread. Yeah, she's we'll in a talk lot of about things, that later. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, exciting. Yeah. Ryan, who's here? I don't care. Oh, son of a bitch. Sorry, guys. No, that's right. I'm, I'm wow. used to it. Everybody yeah. knows who these guys are. Yeah. It's true. I've my been mom, here are we? My it's mom finally got to. Do they? <laughs> my mom finally got to meet Henry, and she was so excited. Nice. Uh, I was very excited. Was Anyways, we have Brad. She's a very nice lady. What up, James? Yeah. We have James. Yeah. We have James. Yeah. That means I want you to say something else. Oh. Hi. There we go. Henry. Hi. hi. And Zach. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again. Hey, uh, real quick. When is your guys' fifth anniversary? 
I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was probably a while ago. At the beginning, oh, of, no, the beginning of June. It's, it's like June 11th or something, yeah. right? June 8th, I think. Yeah. yeah. You, you'd have to go back and look. Um, the first X-Men's episode. First class. Class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so the first episode is, is Super 8. Super but 8. The, the first time we recorded was First Class. Um, so. But the, the first episode is like a, a double feature because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Which don't, Still don't. don't go listen to those episodes. They're not good. Um, and I there's, think, isn't the first class episode like one of your longest episodes too? Like, yeah, it's well, like it's because there's two Ryan. reviews in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the um, the weird thing, like, <laughs> there's by comparison to even this, a complete lack of structure to the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Remember, like, so like, there's not even like a goal of like, oh, well, we're going to talk about some stuff and then talk about a review. Like, no, it's just meandering. And at some point, we talk about X Men First Class yeah, yeah, yeah. and Super Eight. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think it's interesting to listen to the first. Cause I remember I started listening to, like in reverse. Like I always started when I first started. I was like in reverse order because that's how it was. Yeah, imagined supposed to be. Right. And then like before I started like coming on the show, I started listening to like the very first episode. And it is interesting, like, interesting contrast to like see how far you guys have come. So I think you, it's cool. You didn't so. want to be in any way intimidated by us. You were like, I have to go back to the beginning when they really were shitty. <laughs> An interesting experiment <laughs> is to listen to these guys review all the Hunger Games movies from that's Hunger true. Games one to the most recent Mockingjay Part 2 yeah. because it ends in a climax <laughs> with you people yelling at each other like you all murdered each other's mothers. It's kind of perfect because, they, I mean, there, there's five of those movies, so there must have been one a year. That there's four. One right? every year that we've done that podcast. Oh, is there only four? Four, yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Our, five 300th ep- our 300th episode is also coming up, too. So It is. Really? What number are we on? I think we're on two... 50. So a year from now, it's coming up. No. Wait. 270? <laughs> right. Look it up. 260? Oh, okay. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Like 261? Yeah. I mean, it should it should be in the spring. Like our, usually oh, no, our it's 249. One... This is 249. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that was right. What does it say? Um, what is this? Because this 252 this, will be the five years. This is 250, I think. This isn't Keanu 259? Yeah, which just no got done. Yeah. So. Is it, oh, is it up now? Oh, okay. uh, it's no, not up yet. it finished today because oh, okay. it was a pain in the butt to fix. Did, okay. did, so wrong. Brad tweeted out, too, that he could never think of titles. So I thought of one for him this week. Yeah. It's Ikeano Has Cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, and the only reason I know that is because my wife goes to that dumbass website. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does she know that it's not 2006? Because honestly. Dude, it's cats. <laughs> yeah, but nobody still goes to Ikeano Has Cheeseburger. So, like, I don't even people, go to it. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Secretly, well, James decent. has it bookmarked on his computer. It's so. my homepage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is episode 250 because Keanu is going to be 249. I was. Yeah. I was really Sweet. hoping you. Were, well, I love that it's an awesome movie for. Or is it an awesome movie? Stay tuned. This is we, not. Who knows? We'll find out. Whatever. Two sixty is five years. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Moving. Moving on. Ryan, what did we see this week? Uh, I already said Civil War. So this is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House. Cool. So you know how sometimes you'll see a really funny trailer, and then you'll see the movie and realize that all the funny parts were just in the trailer. Well, that is so not the case with The Nice Guys, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, and written and directed by Shane Black. Really, all I need to say is Shane Black for you to know that this movie is going to be fantastic. Uh, he wrote Lethal Weapon, he wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man 3, and he puts those skills to excellent use in this private eye flick set in the 1970s. But Black isn't the only source of magic in this movie, because Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe have the perfect buddy cop chemistry. 
Gosling has never been funnier. He's basically channeling the great Gene Wilder, and he's so funny that uh, Russell Crowe said on set, Gosling almost made him wet his pants because he was laughing so hard. Uh, and the same could happen to you, so be careful with our seats. The Nice Guys is hysterical, but it's also a killer mystery and an action-packed ride with visceral violence and loads of attitude. So don't be a wise guy, be a smart guy, and make sure you catch the nice guys at the Alamo. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Look at the bright side. Nobody got hurt. People got hurt. I'm saying I think they died quickly, though, so I don't think that they got hurt. Uh, James is going to be excited. This week, the uh, food and film is Desperado. Oh. That's uh, the Eagles Desperado, but it's uh, pairings with Renegade Brewery. That's like cool. Desperado, no. yeah. Uh, I like Desperado. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the beginning, they killed Cheech Marin. Whoa, bro. That's Video spoiler. Vortex is. That's your level of enjoyment, is Cheech Marin dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you really like Machete? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Video in Vortex is Night Ripper. That just sounds awesome. Ripper has an exclamation point after it, so you have to it get does. really excited. The trailer for it yeah. actually doesn't look it doesn't look like a horrible film. Like I'm actually no. kind of excited for it, so. Uh they're also totally 80 sing along is on the 14th. Uh Zach's gonna get excited about this. Do the right things is also on the 14th. Yeah, fight I, the power. Every time I go, I see a trailer for that. I've never seen it. I think I need to see that movie. Now. I'm in the same tell you a story boat, about yeah. love. Let me tell you a story about hate. <laughs> see, that you just make me want to not watch it. You know what? If it I makes you feel make better, you that didn't it. start that film. So Okay. All right. You know what I think about Spike Lee films? <clears throat> you know what I like Inside Man. You know what's better than yeah, I bet than you mo- do like Inside Man. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It, it makes me feel like really warm and tight. <laughs> you know what's better than every Spike Lee film? Steven Spielberg's Hook. What if I told well, you that in Do the Right yeah. Thing, Cheech Marin dies? <laughs> oh shit! Was that yesterday? That doesn't make me. Uh, no, actually, it's next Saturday. Oh okay. Yeah. Portrait of a Lady is afternoon tea. Oh, with Nicole Kidman. Yes. Thomas and Friends, PBS Kids at the Alamo, is the seventeenth. Yeah. But when Thomas got to the island of Sodo, it was full Science of Friction, <laughs> the best in sci-fi film. Aeon Flux? Sure. Yeah. It, yeah I think it has... Uh, it's got to be the car- the show, right? Please tell me it's no, the show. I'm pretty sure it's a movie, because I'm pretty sure... Uh, isn't What's her name? Isn't Charlie's Throne? Like mm-hmm. the main character in that? Yes. Yeah. Aeon yeah, Flux, so. yeah. That movie and, is you know not what? the best in sci-fi. I skipped sci-fi. over this last week, and I felt really bad for Brad. Uh, the 20th, Mile High Sci-Fi is roasting Street Fighter. Yes. Wow. So, well, not the roast part, but yes. I know. Are you going to yeah. see that with him talking over it? Yeah. Are they good? Uh, so I'm not going to see it. Your, your pause there made me not want to go see they it. They were good for Lethal Weapon. Howard the Duck, not so much. Who roasts Lethal Weapon? Them and Doug Benson. Fuck off! And Adam, Adam Kane Holland. Okay, I do get it. It was awesome. Like they didn't no. like they didn't like shit on it. They just kind of like it is kind of a silly movie in place. Oh, okay. They didn't shit over it. They yeah <laughs> yeah. They took their shirts you off. Can, you can do that and with screamed with pleasure at the end when there's yeah. It's not a so much... badass mud wrestling so, fight. Hook is the fourteenth, and James, I expect you to talk to Rufio. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, because um, he'll be Ho- there. Hopefully, I get to go. And also, uh, Benson interruption is oh, that's tomorrow. Is throw mama from the train? Actually, that's oh. like right now. Is it right? Oh, now? really? Oh, yeah. I do. I do love that movie. 
That's a like. Oh a yeah, because cool it's Danny Sunday. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the show today, and they're advertising like follow us over to the Alamo Draft House. Oh, interesting. Log on to alamodrafthouse.com forward slash Denver to buy your tickets for all of Alamo's screenings. Remember, seats are reserved there, so they do sell out very fast. Yeah, yeah they do. there was one more that wasn't mentioned on May twentieth and twenty first. Henry's favorite movie of all time, Space Jam. How is it your favorite movie of all time? Because it's the greatest one ever made. No, who, objectively, it's the greatest one ever made. <laughs> and you know what? He's starting to he's starting to persuade me. <laughs> no, yeah. we yeah, we'll talk about that in okay. news. We'll we'll get there. All right. Anyway, Ryan, cool. Um, so that's what's happening. Hey, what's what's happening around town, Brad? Uh, you have, you have to leave space <laughs> for the awesome intro I made. Okay, now. Did you make an awesome intro? This is what's going on around town. We'll think of some clever name in the next few weeks. No, it's the shittiest. It's the worst intro. <laughs> is it the same one that you put before? Yeah, it's so bad. I love it so much. I like it. Oh, it's an animated gift Brad like walking around. Brian, <laughs> Brad's apathetic voice going like, this is the stuff around town. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, unfortunately, not much has changed. The, uh, the snow... You did do the whole summer two weeks yeah. ago. Well, yeah, I won't do the Red Rock stuff because it's still not even starting yet. But um, sure. the drive-in hasn't changed because of the snow, so it's still uh, The Boss, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, and uh, Huntsman. That's the worst lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen any of them, so maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah, I'm, I was so hoping for Civil War to come like yeah. come out this week for them, but I guess maybe it'll be later in the, in the season. Um, and then the other thing is sub, sub film party night, uh, May 10th at the Muni Information Cafe, 7 p.m. Um, just bring in one to five minutes of, you know, films you made or like something cool you saw on YouTube and share it with the group and buy coffee, browse some books. Has, has this whole segment just like denigrated into Brad promotes his own <laughs> shit? What's wrong with that? It's, a, it's around town. Yeah, yeah what's going on around town? The only reason I started this podcast uh, with you guys is to don't promote my own Rocks, shit. Don't go to the drive in, just come see my show. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Good well, job. Go to Red Rocks later, but you know. <laughs> Those programs haven't started yet. Yeah. I'm not going to read all of them. No, week. I agree. I don't, I don't want to do that either. It's like, hey, check out this thing in August. Yeah. Actually, um, 48 Hour Film Project uh, registration opens May 17th. Ooh. So you can look forward to that. So no one sign up so that Brad can win this year. Right. <laughs> it's $2 million to sign up, so just forget it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's 140 so. Oh, man. Darn it. All I've got is $1 million in this free admission to Denver 48 Hour Film Festival. What do you uh, do? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. This is what's coming out on Blu-ray next week. Ooh. You see how I just totally fucking changed it? You did. Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs. You don't know what's going to happen. You did. Luckily, I'm prepared. It's like we have a clash of ideals, and we're going to fight over it. Can we have long... You know, sometimes I want to punch you in your pretty little beard. Can we have long conversations (laughs) about, like, how we we disagree, but we don't disagree that much? Like, we want to not... Like, I really like you, but I just kind of wish you would agree with me. Yep. I really want to... at the end, we both realize we're both right and wrong. 
Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. What if we're just both assholes the whole time? Anyway, um, Deadpool's coming out. All right, out. kiss each other already. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I movie, love that will never grow old. If you're going to get Deadpool, I'd recommend getting it at Best Buy because it's a sweet like steel book. Because oh, yeah? I think the box art is really horrible for Deadpool. Yeah, I, I don't like this this co- especially with like a trailer as or uh, the the Blu-ray commercial as great as the Blu-ray oh, commercial the Blu-ray. they made was. I really think they should have made the, like the Blu-ray. Did you see where he was? Like the Burt Reynolds, and he was laying with like the gun on his yes, his that like, was awesome. That's right, the inside like, of the steelbook. Is well, it really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Sweet. See, I, I got to get there early. How, how do you make a Deadpool cover that isn't in some way like a you fourth wall? Yeah, uh, you don't have to pre-order it. They said that about Star Wars, and there was tons of them. I guess it's true. <laughs> if you want to take that chance, go ahead. Are you anyway. talking about like the oh, the, co- is the cover you don't like? The one where it's just his face? Yeah, it's just yeah, his stupid. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was kind of disappointed that that was what they went with as well. You know what makes me mad too is Rob Liefeld has a commentary on that as a creator of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He didn't create Deadpool how he is in that. No. Uh, they should get Joe Kelly on there. And then I would say, okay, cool. That makes sense because he's the one who made Deadpool awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Lauren Cohen's completely forgotten horror movie about a doll that comes to life. The boy made $30 million. I don't care. Really? Did it really make 30 million? Holy this shit. one, like I can usually keep track of the films that come out this year. Like I that's forgot I about that. You know, yeah. I, I was tempted it's like the to, forest. I was tempted to get it because it, it got, you know, for a horror film, it didn't get horrible reviews. Yeah. But the Blu-ray has absolutely no features on it. Yeah. Huh. So then I wait till it's $6 then. Yeah. Because I'm not going to spend 20 yeah. bucks on something that doesn't have any. That yeah. you're going to probably watch once. Yeah. You know, since you haven't seen it before. Exactly. Yeah. The Forest I mean, poster is at least kind of interesting. So. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I, I kind of do. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? No. I mean, yeah. I'll see it because I watch all horror films. Yeah. But. I'll see it because I really like Natalie Dormer. Me too. Yeah, I, re- I was literally just thinking, like, yeah, did you know she's in Captain put... America? Oh, yeah, Avenger. I looked at that. Day, I was like, wow, I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize. I watched the MCU this week, so I'm like, oh, there she is. Yeah. In a yeah. really small part, making yeah. out with Steve Rogers. Well, you know, Kate Mara she... has two lines in Iron Man 2. She does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, the Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, starring Jodie Foster, is getting a Blu ray release from Coney this week. Um, Killjoys, which is apparently a sci-fi show I've never heard of. I haven't heard of it either. Uh, its first season is coming out this week. I think it has Iceman in it, but I I don't actually care Isn't enough. Funny too, when you see to like look a TV this. show that's coming out on Blu-ray and it says the complete fourth season, you're like, it's been on for four years. <laughs> the show exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What channels are on? I mean, it's no, it's from sci-fi. Oh, okay. that, it's, that's it's actually why. sci-fi. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, from Screen Factory this week, you'll like my mother, a thriller. Yeah. Um, which has you know, a fantastic tagline. At Best Buy this week, that Sharkinsaw Women's Prison <gasps> was $9. I'm like, should I get this? It's like, because it's going to be awful. And I could not, even though it's Scream Factory. It was $10. Even though it's schlocky and it's only $10. I'm like, nope. Zach, we have to go buy a Best Buy on the way home. The tagline for You'll Like My Mother is, run, Francesca, run for your life. Who the hell is Francesca? The character in the movie, bro. I assume. I don't know. Watch or it, we'll Francesca's my no mother, Francesca. who you'll really like. <laughs> yeah. Run to my mother. She's such a fantastic person. You'll really enjoy her company. Ignore the knife she's holding. Yes. <laughs> no, no. It's a pair of scissors. I think she's it's to protect you. She oh. stabs people with a pair of scissors, and and then just a weird, awkwardly cut out bubble of a person sleeping. Hey, Brad, have you seen a really the, bad uh, cover? The previews and stuff for the Friday the Thirteenth game. It looks pretty what? awesome. Ma- Wait, really? They're making <laughs> yeah, a game? Like, so one person is Jason, and then... Uh, so it's a multiplayer co- Yeah, so you can be up to seven people play the counselors, 
and you have to run around and find gas for the car. And uh, the more you run, the more noise you make. And so there's some people that are more scared of Jason than the others. It looks pretty awesome. Is there like a meter where like the more time you spend around a counselor of the opposite gender, the more you have to have sex with them? Uh, And so like at some point you just like magnetically like pop together and start banging and you immediately die. I don't. Well, that's actually a myth in Friday 13th, but I know um, I think there is something that the more you noise you make and hang out with people that you stay together, it lures Jason to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really early, but they've been showing people running around and, um, you know, Jason chasing them. It looks pretty sweet. And should, they, should, the more you stay together, though, help you? Because, like, in the movies, when people go off on their own, like, that's when he comes think, out of the shadows. Oh, no, I don't them. understand the uh, the whole gameplay yet. They haven't really announced but they're starting to show him, like, killing people. And uh, it, it started out as a Kickstarter, and it raised a lot of money. Didn't we come up with this idea in, like, an old, old episode? Probably. <laughs> they probably stole it from us. But they got Kane Hot early uh, doing the motion. Oh, no, I just thought. <laughs> he did the motion capture. <laughs> he did. Yeah. The um, there's this video series I've been watching a lot of this week called Movies with Mikey, which is this guy online who's doing these really amazing, extremely positive reviews of great films. Um, and at one point he talks, he he did one about Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. and he talks about the scene where she takes her top off and then she has to die, and he deconstructs where he talks about. And I didn't know this, so you can tell me whether or not this is true because uh, I've never seen the original Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but he talks about the fact that like that. That comes from that original film, like that sort of run of if you if you get naked and you have sex, you die. And he talks about the fact that in that film, it's not actually that having sex is a terrible thing. It's that having sex and not paying attention when you're supposed to be responsible for children is the bad thing mm-hmm. and why his mother is running around killing people. I mean, I guess you can you can deconstruct it that way. The way I look at it is uh, Jason's the inevitable death. No matter what you do, you can't escape it. It's uh, it's. It's like someone who gets in their car and gets killed. I mean, right. you're not going to escape it because he just doesn't murder people that are having sex. In fact, I would probably – I can't even – That kid in the wheelchair got a machete yeah, to the face. There's a kid in it. a wheelchair that takes a machete to the head. Well, I know that it's, it's, it's not that if it's not that you only die if you have sex. It's that if you have sex, you die, right? Um, so like there is this there's this theme or this trend in horror, even if it's perceived yeah, that it, if you have sex in a horror movie, you die, it's right? It's definitely perceived. I'm, I'm trying to – Think of the 170 kills he has. I mean, he. <laughs> I, think, I think there's plenty of characters that had done it, and they've yeah, gotten well, out, and, of it, I mean, like, in, out of it. I mean, in Friday too, there's two people having sex. He drives a spear through them. Right. Um, I think his point was that it became a horror trope. Yeah, it did. But that no one actually remembers that that where it comes from isn't that they're dying because they're having sex no, and he's sex right. is bad. He's they're right. They're dying because they're irresponsible people he's and they're right. having sex because they're irresponsible people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's um, absolutely right because, right. It's, because not, it's not the act that's killing them. It's yeah. the act of not the paying attention. Right. And, and because it, it does sort of, um, it seems counterintuitive to, that Joss Whedon would put in a movie a scene where he reinforces the state, this idea that if you have like that having sex is a terrible thing, mm-hmm. like that's not a Joss Whedon thing. Um, so it, it was just really interesting because I, no, did, I right. didn't know that history. Um, so anyway, we've probably wasted too much. Yeah. Time on this. The only one that they do punish him and it's the worst one is Jason goes to hell. And I think it's the worst Friday film. Is that the porn guy? No, no. that's five. Okay. Uh, but the reason I don't like Jason goes to hell is because they try to make too many rules and so what ends up happening is a script gets weighted on its own rules and then they tested it and then no one liked it. So the writer director didn't understand Friday 13th. He's like, well, I'm going to have a scene where campers have sex and get split in half. 
Gotcha. And it's stupid. It's stupid. I, uh, I feel like if we went back through five years of this podcast and we just got every piece of audio where I've been confused about Friday the 13th and Ryan has explained to me which one's the one on the <laughs> boat and which one's the guy with the, that makes porn, like we would have a full length podcast at this point. Why don't you just, I have a collection, James. Why don't you just watch them? I don't want to watch them. Why? I just don't. They're not, they're not my jam. Yeah, they're not. But I mean, you know, the first one is considered a classic. You know, it started a whole it's thing. A perfect Mother's Day movie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I did send my mom. There was this meme online where Jason's hugging his mom, and it's like, "Moms, the only person who still loves you, even if you're a cold-blooded psychopathic killer." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yep. What's cool. coming out? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot what podcast. What, 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 yeah, what are we doing? We were doing. Um, John Lithgow's The Manhattan Project mm-hmm. is getting a Blu-ray release this week. He's which in I've it. Never he didn't seen. make it. <laughs> no, no. Well, I know. Yeah, he's he's the he's the top billing. Um, Lily James's War and Peace, which I am surprisingly excited about because yeah, it Lily was James. On, uh, it was a BBC production. Yeah, but they long. showed it on History, I think, here. Oh, really? But it had really good production. I start, I watched a few scenes from it. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, it's Paul Dano and somebody named James Norton. Um, but it's got Lily James in it. And she's, she's awesome in, in Pride and, and she's Prejudice in, and Zombies. Yeah, and she's great in, in Downton Abbey. As long as she's... And she's Downton great, Abbey. Oh, the show where they drink tea. And she's really great in Cinderella. So anytime oh, yeah. she's in a fancy dress... Like, I want to see it. Did you say um, Jamie Dornan's in it? No, James Norton. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solar Babies. Like, yeah, Jimmy Norton. What's he, what's he doing in War and Peace? <laughs> Solar Babies is getting a Blu-ray release this week. I wish that this picture actually showed you more of the like the case. Because um, this kind of makes me think it's one of those book editions, but it can't be. There's no way yeah. that there's like a nice, <laughs> like a nice edition of Solar Babies, um, which had its uh, an episode for um, how, did how did this get made last week? Yeah. Um, sounds crazy. Really, yeah, I after listening to them talk about it, I was like, holy shit, this sounds like Turbo Kid. Like, I totally want to see this movie. Um, yeah, if it pops up on Netflix, I'll get it. If I'm not going to go to Amazon and pay twenty bucks, <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Uh, Creative Control, which is a, it's a, it's a movie. It's like an indie film that no one's yeah. heard of. Anyway. Uh, and Regression, which has got Ethan Hawke and Emma Watson. And yeah. yeah. And then the first season to Scream, the TV series, is this week. So. Has anyone seen that? There you go, Ryan. Nope. No. I, I didn't watch it because it's on MTV. Yeah. And I, I, yep. I choose to say that TV channel doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm. You're saying you don't want it. But I did like Scream Queens, which is on Fox. Oh, of, I like Scream Queens, yeah, too. Like, I checked it out after you recommended it, and I yeah. was actually pretty surprised by it. So. Me, too. Interesting. Um, this is the stuff we watch. Cool. Oh, we got movie signs! This is my boomstick! I love being a turtle! You're getting your wishes, so stay out! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. Zach, what'd you watch this week? Um, let me pull up my list here. Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You were here last week, it couldn't be that much. Um, first of all, I saw a proof of concept trailer that I wanted to talk about called Drain Babies. Drain Babies? Yeah, it's a monster movie about drain babies. <laughs> Wait, train or drain? Sperm monster. It's Even a sperm, sperm monster. Um, mm. It's by this guy named Luke Oberholzer, um, who I went to film school with, and he made a full 
on Drain Baby Monster out of prosthetics. Drain. 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 Yeah. Okay, not train. Like, like, like drain. Drain. that got drain. shot down. Like when it yeah. okay. like this, it rain, when like it rains a lot, all the water uh, collects and goes a down. A Richard Taylor film. It does That's... sound like a Richard Taylor film in a weird way, but so no, shitty. But it's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's your opinion. By the way, he'd, he'd like you to join his Disney trivia team. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll tell him his film sucked to his face. Um, Art subjective. Uh, the Drain Babies trailer, on the other hand, uh, is. It's very inventive, and if you want to go check it out, um, I'll uh, give a link out to people so they can check it out. Um, HTTP colon slat no. <laughs> um, on the more mainstream stuff that I watched this week was uh, I watched Phantom of the Opera because uh, nice. Ryan loaned it to me. I love musicals. But I watched it twice with two different orchestra scores, <laughs> and I can't really which tell. One do you li- which one do you like better? I like the second one a little bit more. I like um, the one that's a little – uh, was it 24 frames? I think moves better. Yeah. It, it, it just – it feels – Classic movie no matter what. Yeah. Um, still think my favorite scene in that movie is where – is right at the very end where he's um, at the river and uh, he uh, reaches in his hand for – he reaches his hand out for something and reveals that he has nothing in his hands and he just starts laughing as mm-hmm. the mob tears him apart. Yeah. Um, the mask – the 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 – the dance sequence, masquerade, um, the mas- masquerade it's sequence, brilliant. paper faces it's, on parade. That's some really great early technical. Oh, it's masquerade. the movie is astounding because you're not sure if it would work, is, you know, because you're watching it from so long ago. But it's still this is the effective. Jewel I mean, there's still did, right? scary Turn moments in it. Around, you know? yeah. behind you. <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's a great film. I, I'd seen it. And before, the big but difference I, though between me and James is it doesn't bother me when he does it. I don't care. <laughs> I could do more than one thing at once because for a career, I listen to people talk to me while I'm lo- listening to someone else talk to me. Every face. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, I saw the documentary Team Foxcatcher, uh, which is the more. Uh, it's more about John Dupont, um, the Dude. fox catcher subject. Um, yeah. it's, Steve Carell? He's Steve Carell, yes. It's all about Steve Carell playing John Dupont. <laughs> the fat guy with the nose, the office, right? Though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, no, John, uh, it's about John Dupont who shot one of his wrestling coaches on his property. And Spoiler. Was, <laughs> <laughs> the end. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> it's historical yeah. fact. <laughs> I don't think it's spoilers. History it's is a true. spoiler. Spoiler, guys. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> I was spoiler spoilers for Lincoln. <laughs> I always just work since Foxcatcher is a more recent film. Yeah. So yeah. And I didn't know going into Foxcatcher. Yeah. Because I don't ever watch the news, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the documentary was very extensive and showed footage of the com- of his compound and wow. him being holed up in there. And they played old, vo- uh, old recordings of them over the phone. Wow. The guy was insane. The guy was absolutely nuts. Like he was talking about, you know, looking over diplomatic papers and having to sign stuff and then talking about who was in control. Like it's a fucked up situation. Weird. Um, so I wouldn't want to say any more other than the fact that I just spoiled the ending of the movie Foxcatcher. <laughs> um, it's okay. The last thing I watched was is a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, um, that movie's so good. But Oscar I, winner. I screwed up and didn't buy the criterion, but. It's still a fun movie. That's okay. I don't. I don't know the Criterion either. Because I, I think I, I yeah. owned them the Criterion the has a restored cut that is over four hours long. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Which is Shit. the one that I want to watch. Yeah. But I watched the original cut. 
I like It's a Mad Mad World. I don't know if I want four hours. I mean, oh, the original cut is still three plus me. hours, I think. So. That's true. Yeah, give it to me. Every single frame of that movie. I absolutely love It's a Mad 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 yeah, World. Yeah, it is good. I can watch that. I, I probably could watch that film every day for the rest of my life and be satisfied. And not get anything done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's got some great performances by Milton Berle. Phil, Phil Silvers is the funniest part of that movie. I, I maintain. Um, and if you don't know who Phil Silvers is, he played Sergeant Bilko in the original Sergeant Bilko TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and there's also a Jack Benny cameo. So obviously it caters to me. Sure. Um, so that's all I watched this week. It's nice. I'm surprised they've not tried to remake in the two thousands yet. They did. It was called rat race. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, they did and they failed. Miserably. They did, but I'm surprised they haven't like trying to do like that same kind of concept more recently. Oh, so. oh, the, oh, the concept. Whereas like a whole bunch of people like trying to get money. Like, um, I wonder who you'd do it with. Well, there's a lot of, like, kind of... I mean, it'd be an expensive film to make now, but, I mean, yeah. like, you could definitely... Yeah, there's enough celebrities to do it. N- and nobody so. would... Well, with the exception of The Hangover, nobody's really spending a bunch of money on comedies. So, yeah. to I, make a comedy, at least. Yeah, I, I feel like the your mainliner comedians now don't yeah. quite fit that slapstick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? no, like, yeah. a lot of the people that we would think, you know, your your Ghostbusters cast is not actually the people you yeah. want in it. The Rogan it's, crowd right? or whatever, the, yeah. The kind of people that they got for Rat Race is actually kind of the so, right yeah. people, right? Like, you that's want, a good point. You want yeah. John Lithgow. You want yeah. some of those guys. John, um, John Cleese? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. John, John Lithgow. No, isn't, isn't John Lithgow John, in? No, John Lithgow. Or not John Lithgow. Um, uh, no, who's the guy who owns the the theater where they used to do Smodcast? Um, John, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Acting. Right, that's who I'm thinking. Acting. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I I don't know that, and I still don't think it would do very well. Like, yeah, I don't think not, it needs to be right, but I'm just surprised. Like, that seems like a subject matter that I think would be one that they would try to. Could so. be easily yeah. sold. Yeah. 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 So, but it is expensive. Shoot yeah. it in 65 millimeter, make it a big experience. <laughs> yeah. Which is what they shot it on originally. Henry? Anyway. Uh, I saw Everybody Wants Some. Um, Ooh. Maybe have you guys seen that yet? No. No. Uh, it's my favorite film of the year so far. So, oh, uh, you, should, you check it God out. Damn it, and it might go. be like it hit me better because I'm like the age of all those guys who so might be able to relate to it more. And you grew up in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, and I grew up in the 80s too. <laughs> so, yeah. And then also, my family is from Texas and. All went to the school that that's that the movie's based on too. Oh, really? So I'm not going there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's but but so I mean like there's a lot of like kind of like my dad was. It's close to you. Yeah. yeah. So and so I really liked it. Maybe that, maybe that's why. But yeah. I think it's a very it's a. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, mm-hmm. but I was smiling throughout the entire thing. So nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to. I just yeah, I haven't had a chance to yet. So. Yeah, I think like if you're kind of on the fence about, it, I think you should definitely check it out. So. Cool. Also, I should say I was not a fan of Boyhood either. So, like, I don't think that. The, I mean, it's really whether or not you're a fan of Dazed and Confused. That's right? true. Like, I boy, that Boyhood is the yeah, other end true. of the spectrum. For yeah. I think because I, like I was t- tossed to go into it because I did not like Boyhood. Uh, yeah. And so, but yeah. I did like it a lot more than I thought. That's because you're un-American. Yeah. Happens. Yes. Um. <laughs> and so yeah, I think that's the only main thing I saw. I saw Happiness too, but that's not really worth mentioning. Uh, it was the oh, what's his name? Salons. Todd Salons? Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, it's his film. Um, it's a sequel to Happiness, which is another movie we haven't heard of. No, I think he. I no, think I he's, said Happiness. It's Happiness, also. comma, two. Okay. I saw Happiness as well. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're, I wasn't a fan of it, but if you're into like kind of like uh, uncomfortable kind of comedy, I would check it out. It's considered like a classic in that kind of regard. I'm just mm. not a fan of that kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, and I, I just checked out because he has a new film coming out this year that is apparently getting a good buzz. So cool. Yeah. That's about it, though. All right. Okay. Is it me? Sure. Okay. Um, so 
I saw the nice guys. Um, Fuck you. And You're I, not allowed to talk. I, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I can't, I am allowed to say that it's amazing and everyone should see it. And it's one of the best films of the year. Um, did you sign easily. like a, uh, <laughs> I'm under an embargo, so oh, yeah, I can't okay. actually review it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I can say that everyone should go see the nice guys. Everyone should go see the nice guys. How did you that, see it? Uh, they showed it at the Alamo. The uh, Warner Brothers had a, a, yeah. a, a victory screening there. It sold out like immediately. So yeah. I, I literally, I logged in, I, I logged in and I was texting and calling everybody trying to be like, do you want tickets? Yeah. And I wanted to get like four. So yeah. I was like, four, four is probably how many people I know for sure I can get to go see this thing. Um, cause it was during the middle of the week yeah. and logged in. It let me get two, even though the max was 10. And I was like, that's weird. And when I logged in to pick a seat, only half of the, the seats were taken and I got two really good seats. And I was like, well, just get them, pay for them and then log do back in and see if you can yeah. do it again. And when I tried to log back in, they were taken. Yeah. Right. So like they were all gone. Uh, it was insane. Um, it was, yeah, I would love to know like how logically it figured out that basically all the seats were purchased but I was in the line somewhere, so I could only get two, but I was in line somewhere where I could get better seats. Hmm. I, I, it was yeah. very bizarre. Um, but anyway. Did the embargo come from, like, at the end of the movie, Warner Brothers is like, hey, don't leave the theater and talk about this? Or was it like you had to sign something as you went in? When I, uh, so they, they, they had, uh, like, guys doing, um, like, a metal de- detector as you walked in, and then they told you. Uh, so there was also a Q&A with, with Shane Black and Ryan Gosling and, and – Russell Crowe and Joel Silver um, streamed. It wasn't live in the theater. They were in L.A. And um, so there was a thing where you could tweet questions to them. So Warner Brothers came out and said, look, before the movie, you can have your phone, but you have to turn it off as soon as the movie starts. We'll tell you when to turn it off. And then when the movie's over, you can turn it back on and you can tweet your questions and stuff like that. Um, and wh- as he was talking about that, he also said, like, look, if you you know, social media is fine, you can tell people whether or not to see the movie. We encourage you to do that. In fact, um, because honestly, this movie, other than the fact that it's rated R, this movie is set up so that it should be a really big hit for Shane Black. Like, I think when it's getting released and the quality of film that it is, um, and the way that it's, it, like, it's getting, it's getting way more promotion than Kiss Kiss ever got, right? Oh, like, yeah. Kiss Kiss was this little sleeper hit sort of thing, um, that only got like a cult following afterwards. Um, this movie they clearly believe in enough, um, and, and everyone should go see it. Um, and the, and the trailers, I think sell it really well too. Whereas like the trailers for kiss kiss were, you know, a little bit more impenetrable than this was. Um, so then they, they told you like, yeah, if you're a member of the media in any way, you, you can't put blog posts or do any reviews or anything official like that. So they did that when I went and saw evil dead, they they actually took our phones. Oh wow. Yeah, man. And you put, they put them in a bag and they had like some security guy in the back when you left and you had to, it's funny because like when we went to that pre-screening of Ted, some years ago, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything like that. Yeah, but, I don't know why they do it on some and others. Yeah, and this was—I mean, I think Warner Brothers was really tight about this, which seems a little bit weird because it's not like it's—it's it's not Civil War, right? Yeah. Like it's—it's it's the nice guys. Um, but uh, but either way, maybe it helps it build was, anticipation for it. What's the sure. what's the uh, production company? Sorry, I'm uh, sure you just already said it. So Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, they might be doing distribution. I don't. I, they've got to be the production. Silver company, Pictures. Yeah, yeah, production yeah technically, yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah. I, I, I wasn't as strict, but like uh, for Mad Max Fury Road, like I had the whole. Oh yeah, because you got to see it yeah. early too. You saw. So maybe it's just a Warner Brothers thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they have a 
movies that aren't, you know, Batman that they're not sure about, they just kind of do a screening test the yeah. waters type yeah. thing. Yeah. Similar right. thing happened to me with uh, the Rum Diaries, which I think didn't work for them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Mine yeah. was technically the before it, I, we saw it before the premiere even happened. Like, mm-hmm. it was part of like a film festival, and they were like the secret. You had to show up, and then he yeah. learned what it was. Oh, and, okay. Uh, That's how I saw Up in the Air early. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yep. That's and, stars. Uh, my and like the film festival, like they usually have one secret screening a year, and it's usually always good. And that was the year that they don't talk about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I uh, yeah, so everybody should go see that. Um, I finally got to finish Hannibal this week. Um, so finished season three, which is the um, it's sort of the culmination of the Red Dragon story is where season three ends. Um, though the way that season three is built, they also tell the, the Hannibal story as well. So they've taken things completely out of order. Um, which basically means that sure enough from the way that that show ends, season four would have been silence of the lambs. Um, and the crazy thing is that I, back when it got canceled, I kept saying like, man, I'm really okay with this. Like show never should have gotten a first season, much less three. And then it ended like the third season Brian Fuller clearly knew they were going to get canceled, so he just starts swinging for the fences. And season three, um, the first half, which is the Hannibal section of the story, where things are really weird and Will is even crazier, um, is most of the episodes, I think four or five of the episodes, are directed by Vincenzo Natale, so they're super trippy. There's a sex scene that's shot like through a kaleidoscope. Um, it's just really bizarre stuff that is beautiful to look at. Um, and is really well written, but also very like unsettling because it's hard to follow. Like the way it's written, mm-hmm. he like he'll he'll have Will wake up in a hospital and somebody comes to visit him, and then later you find out that that person is dead and that that scene never happened. And then they'll show the same exact scene, but someone else comes to visit him, and you're like, so is this one real? And he was hallucinating the other one. Like it's that kind of stuff where the first half of the season's really bizarre. Oh no, wasn't Sam Neil from In the Mouth of Madness tell us? <laughs> this is not reality. This is not a solitude story. This is not reality. Not reality. Not reality. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, so um then the second half of the season is the Tooth Fairy, where they're really telling the story of Red Dragon. And they actually they skip forward in time. They allow Will to sort of I mean I mean the second half of the season is them telling Red Dragon. And so Will is sort of off and has sort of retired and Jack comes and pulls him back in. Um, Hannibal's got been arrested and he's in jail, just like you would expect. Right. And I, as soon as it started, I mean, I've long been a defender of Brett Ratner's Red Dragon and said that I think it's much better than, than Michael Mann's Manhunter. Um, this is the red dragon. I always like, I not that I always wanted, but that I didn't know I had always wanted. (laughs) Um, because what's great here, what honestly makes this better than the films is that when he, when Jack comes to will, to (laughs) will Graham and says, I want you to come and I want you to do this (laughs) son of a bitch. I want you to, to work with me and help find the tooth fairy Will knows that it means he's going to have to go deal with, with Hannibal. And there's all this weight on that character that it actually means something, right? Like we've spent two and a half seasons with Hannibal, like fucking with Will's head and driving him insane that when now he's happy and has a wife and kid and has his dogs back and Jack comes to him and says, I want you to do this. It's 
kind of terrible and you don't want him to do it. And so him going and trying to find the tooth fairy is this really like twisted sequence of the show. Um, and what it taught me was that I'm not okay with this show getting canceled <laughs> because as I was watching through it, um, and then I'll just move into the next thing, which is that it, it caused me to rewatch silence of the lambs. Um, I so want to know what his version of silence of the lambs would have looked like, because I, I imagine what he would have done was he would have rewritten it so that he would keep Will Darcy, uh, Will Graham in the show and bring in a young 22 year old, uh, uh, Clary Starling and have her work with Will Graham to figure out how to catch Buffalo Bill in the fourth season. And that sounds so cool. Um, especially to have like this twisted scarred Will Graham working with Clarice just would have been really interesting. Um, especially if like he became Jack and was not directly dealing with Hannibal, but was basically manipulating Clarice to put her in harm's way to work with Hannibal, to get the information that he knows at this point, Hannibal won't give to Will. Like that would have been so awesome. Um, and I, in watching Silence of the Lambs, I was like, this movie's super fucking overrated. Like, Aww. it's, it's kind of cool, but in the light of what I just finished going through, mm-hmm. I'm like, everything that they think is psychologically terrifying and really cool, and like, oh man, look at Buffalo Bill tucked his balls back. Like, it's nothing in comparison to what NBC did on network television. Uh, it's just me? ridiculous. I'd fuck uh, me. Not as Our not as terrifying. So hard. <laughs> I was just, just thinking of the J one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like like when Hannibal escapes in Silence of the Lambs and he eats that dude's face off and then puts mm-hmm. the dude the other dude's face on his face. I'm like, this is this is just like normal. This is nothing, you know, by comparison to the to the ridiculous shit I've watched on network television. Um it was really kind of tame. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's sort of a bittersweet. I think that the way they write the ending to sort of tie it up is, is really good. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's like this bizarre bromance of a show. Um, so definitely worth checking out if you're in any way interested in Hannibal. Um, I'm interested in yeah. the Blu-ray. Yo, yo, dog! I hook you up. Every year, I wait for James to finish watching it. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why this one's probably been like, really, James? Like, can you not just fucking watch the show? It's been on Blu-ray for nine months. I did. Ask, when did I ask you when you got it? I was like, you don't. A that? while ago. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think that's everything I saw this week. Brad. Um, yeah. Uh, I was really excited to f- come on here and talk about Doctor Strange Love, which I hadn't seen before, but. Ooh. I watched it last night and fell asleep through most of it. So <laughs> there's no fighting in the war room. <laughs> Spoilers. It's really good. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, That's how I watched it. I don't time know too. the parts that I saw. I was really bored. Really, I think, yeah. I think it's Kubrick's best film. I, I actually, uh, I, I both, you. I both agree with you, but partially because I don't actually. I'm realizing I don't think I like Kubrick very much. I don't either. Um, yeah. But the, uh, I think the first half of that movie is a lot drier and slower. It whereas is. as as the as the crazy shit starts to line up. In the second half, that's when you yeah, start it going takes like, a little oh. bit to get going. I'd say probably thirty minutes, and then yeah, least, once it yeah. starts going, it gets Luckily, pretty yeah, good. I got to catch the part where he, you know, fall like sits on the bomb and it drops out. But the whole time, because I know <laughs> the Simpsons gag and everything. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like almost right, ever fall already. Like he's trying to fix it, and like when does it just drop out? And he yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I fell asleep again. And then I woke up, and they're in the war room. And there's like that 
you know, ex-German scientist guy. <laughs> Doctor Str- Strangelove. Is that yeah. Doctor Strangelove? Yeah. 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 Was he earlier in the movie at all? He kind of pops up yeah, like, halfway through. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's, uh, you know, plays more than one character in it. So oh, yeah. It's Peter like, Sellers. Yeah, it's Peter yeah, Sellers. Yeah, yeah. He, but, he plays like um, three or four characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I love George C. E. Scott in that movie. I, I can, love him. I can walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His, like, his, like inability to not like throw his hand up in a Heil Hitler yeah. is yeah it's, it's really it's good it's priceless yeah. I'm in the same boat as you I, I saw it one time and I kind of fell asleep then I rewatched it like all the way through and I see why people like it it's just not my kind of thing sure so, yeah. it's, it's very so middle Henry ground. doesn't like good movies yeah okay um, <laughs> it's very either, middle ground Kubrick Kubrick's a director that I understand why people like and I can respect him but only one of his films really connects with me so yeah. what, what, which one Full Metal Jacket Full Metal Jacket. That's the first half of Full Metal Jacket is good, yeah. I'm actually into the boat. I think the second half is better. What? Weird. That's Weird. actually a decent theory. Yeah. See, he, th- my problem with uh, Kubrick, when he started getting older and making different films, I thought his films started getting really obnoxious. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I like, actually, I do like Eyes Wide Shut because I think it's kind of a trip. Yeah. But even, Tom Cruise is in it. I and actually, Tom Cruise. But no, <laughs> the people love The Shining, Netflix. and I think The Shining is one of the most overrated the movies is, ever. The Shining is really garbage. Like, and most of it's the script, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the Shining is not a scary movie. I know. The book is like, it's the book is, I mean, it's a cliche to say, it, but the book is a lot better. So if the movie's not about him being an alcoholic, then you did it wrong. And yeah. the, his, his Shining is wrong. There is an, like another adaptation of the Shining. That's yeah. pretty good. I haven't it's, seen it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the miniseries. It's way better than Kubrick's the Shining with the exception of the fact that they, they include the sequence where the topiary comes to life, mm-hmm. which is bad because it's a sequence where plants are running at you. Um, and that's not, very scary. I mean, they did make a the horror rest comedy of the about show. It, so. Yeah, um, it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kubrick's like a very conflicted director, and it's mind. but it's also made for television. So like yeah, visually, it's not a it doesn't look as good, and yeah. it's it's not visually terrifying. Like there is no nudity, there is no like the there's blood, but well, it's not like it's not like super gory. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as disturbing as it should be. Yeah. Um, but they at least get the fact that he's an alcoholic, and that the whole movie is about being a bad father. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vinyls on my cue just. To <laughs> Here's Olivia Wilde. Just I the mean, one episode. I mean, I have HBO Go, so it's just sitting there. I'm like, I should watch this. The the Martin Scorsese show. I'm sorry, what? The Martin Scorsese show is that what you're talking uh, about? The Olivia the Wilde show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it didn't make me go back to it. So. Well, you know, I have to just stick through it for four or five episodes, and then... or you can just watch that episode, or you can just watch well, that scene. <laughs> well, well, Brad doesn't remember what episode it is specifically, so I'm gonna have to four. Tr- you have to do all through. this. Work. It's in the middle. It's like five, six. Yeah. Five. So I have to watch yeah, four yeah. or five hours. So it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. Have you seen the show? It's terrible. Like, all the way through. Did you? Uh, I missed a couple episodes in between because yeah. I like went out for food yeah. and stuff. Because I've heard because I watched the first episode, which was directed by Scorsese. Yeah. Does it get better? Because like I liked it, but it wasn't like enough to draw me to watching it more. Uh, I I was hooked. Like, granted, I was on peyote. I had very little else to do. Did All you right. say you were on peyote? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else you want to know about what it? What did you say? <laughs> peyote, the film festival that. Oh right. I was oh at. yeah yeah, yeah right care right. Enough about to remember. No, I thought you said peyote. <laughs> I heard peyote too, but am I really that's probably here? Just or am I just <laughs> on some really great peyote? <laughs> <laughs> I was um, on peyote, so I mean the show, like the first episode was pretty psychedelic, so I, I I wouldn't put someone past it to be on peyote no, while I, watching it. So <laughs> I was like I was hooked. I wanted to know like what happened at the end yeah, of each yeah. episode. But the thing is, I I think I said this on the, the when I talked about it is like 
it's a cookie cutter. It kind of hits the same beats yeah. that most HBO shows about, like a, a male character who spirals down into, into yeah. drugs and like yeah, yeah, pissing yeah. off his wife. Like yeah. it's, it's the, same kind of the same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, it was. I also call it like music for uh, Mad Men. Yeah, the music version. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're trying to do okay. a company. Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. They should rate a PG peyote guidance suggested. <laughs> Um, I, I have been wanting to check it out. So, I mean, yeah. if you would recommend it. but And also, I skipped like two episodes and I yeah. still was able to connect the dots. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd watch it. I mean, it's only seven what, episodes, two, something like that. Eight. Eleven, yeah. maybe. Sounds right. So, yeah. Typical HBO. So. And the cool thing is like they have, uh, you know, performers pretending to be these classic musicians yeah. that do like transitional I did, like, music that the first sequences. Episode, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, the whole thing like. What's his name? The main character. He does like a, a cocaine bump in like every scene. Yeah. It's like, really? This guy should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they were slowly yeah. building it up to like him losing his mind and all and like yeah, completely yeah. destroying his life. But at the same time, like every scene. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never done cocaine. Maybe you do it like all the time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. It's the only way I can stay awake at this point. <laughs> what else did you uh, watch this week? Uh, also, like uh, Dr. Strangelove, like everyone in the theater was laughing and I was just sitting there going like, I guess that's funny. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the other thing I watched was I finished all of Batman 66. Nice. Um, it's just kind of like I was in season three. Um, like I remember watching it as a kid and like a Batgirl episode would just kind of filter in once in a while. But like season three, like Batgirl's in every episode. So, um, and then it just kind of ends like just abruptly. <laughs> yeah. Like the third disc only has two episodes on it and it's not even a classic character. It's this jewel thief woman. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. I know because I think I was reading the book in there. They talk about how they like start running out of money mm. and they stopped. Yeah, like all caring. the villains' layers are just those backdrops, those mm. two-dimensional backdrops, and there's a lot of wide shots of and fights. I, still gotta, I think I have to watch half of season two and then season three. I was blown away by like, the first episode. It's very like the lighting's all moody and mm-hmm. like it's not the colorful. Like it's it's colorful, but it's it's actually more dramatic. Um, and the plots make more sense, which is kind of <laughs> I think that, I, I still think it's a pretty fun little series. I don't. Yeah, the whole series overall is great. And then the special features talk about like, you know, the, the camp factor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the season three is just kind of like you're not really noticing it until like the very end. And people are like doing a retrospective of it. It's just like how much it deteriorated. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was like, oh, you're right. Like all the sets are like three dimensional or two dimensional cutouts. And I remember like that first one being like. There's like lots of different locations mm-hmm. and um, in season like Batman and Robin are just like like throughout the whole series they're just completely oblivious to a lot of a lot yeah. of things for convenience. I always, I always think it's funny that Robin's one who always figures out the riddles. You know, yeah. he's the one who solves everything, and it's like, Batman it's, uses a gadget. It's like Inspector Gadget, where you know, Penny. Where, yeah, he's Penny, and I can't <laughs> remember her, her book that I've always wanted. In season three, he doesn't even like do the holy whatever uh quote like each time like season three just kind of drops off because background mm. is such a like, huge part of it yeah she's sexy yeah ryan we need to go make a million dollars and make a, an ipad an ipad case that looks like penny's book oh that'd be sweet Co- copyright real this podcast fuck all you people <laughs> why do you need a million dollars no we're gonna go make a million dollars oh okay man oh, uh, inspector gadgets kid where... oh yeah penny. She, yeah she had this awesome book Oh, yeah. Anyway. Speaking of sexy Batgirl, did you watch that episode? No, I need to. Uh, you text me, and it's, I, I do have uh, her action figure from there, and yeah, she's from what? Oh, what they have an action figure of that? Yeah, is it the black suit and like it's cut down the center? Oh no, no, it's of her in Batgirl costume. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, 
Are you talking about a like sexy Batgirl yeah, episode like, of the like old show? Yeah, like a 60s bikini Batgirl. Yeah, it's it's the episode where the uh, sorry, I just run something else I want to talk about. But there's the episode <laughs> where Joker is uh, like a pro surfer, and Batman has to surf against him. Um, but yeah, Bat- Batgirl is just Barbara Gordon on the beach, and um, yeah, she's got like this black uh, like one piece, but the center is cut out, so like she shifts and stuff, and her boobs are hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we need to start a Brad tells Ryan what porn to watch <laughs> segment of the show. I'm down. <laughs> You should check out what's on my if, cell phone. If you don't like Alicia Silverstone, <laughs> I need you to go for this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the thing I was remembering is like there are actually two because like, a lot of the episodes, the stories are pretty garbage most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you just describe a surfing competition in a Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, like there's one where Joker builds a UFO and he like terrorizes Gotham, flying this UFO around. And, like, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, what's like the fourth episode is he wants to be in the comedians hall of fame yeah and he's pissed that he's not i mean come on but they're, they're, <laughs> they're never good one with the joker Stop was like it. he <sighs> goes to an art gallery and he messes up all the art just like like a 60s version of the 1989 sequence yeah um so but that was cool because uh, yeah he like wins the art competition and then uh batman as bruce wayne like enrolls in the joker's art academy and he's actually <laughs> the the whole plan is to like recruit wealthy individuals and like steal their money this class but i was like i thought that was just like an interesting like non like heist episode <laughs> yeah. you're saying that there's an episode where trump university is one of the joker's plans <laughs> if trump did art yeah yeah well yeah yeah so obviously there's a comedic conceit here brad <laughs> well the joker's not rich though we're gonna so we're like... gonna take something depressing and make it funny come on but the joker's not trump and anyway uh and then the other one was like um it started off like really interesting because that's why I didn't think Doctor Strange love was funny. I, I like that everybody else thought that my joke was funny. I was laughing more at the fact sure that, did. but like it was two super contrasts. You were laughing really hard. I'm sitting here trying to recall like stuff to say, and he's over here trying to make jokes to ruin me. Yeah, and like yeah, five years. I'm trying to keep up with your dumb jokes. All right, I'm gonna try and get my information out so we can move on to Ryan and not make this a three-hour podcast. Put the real song in. <laughs> um so the no. i was really intrigued like i'm sitting there editing and whatnot and i look up and the penguin is doing a caper and then batman jumps in and tries to like handcuff him and then you find out it's actually a movie set and the penguin's a director and then batman gets in trouble and he gets sued for damaging like the movie property and stuff um <laughs> So I was like, oh, that's a pretty, like, interesting idea. And then it just kind of, like, unraveled into, like, this, the status quo of Batman shows. But uh, it started out, like, really great. And I was, like, really, really excited. Like, <laughs> what, if, what if Batman's, like, the bad guy in this episode? <laughs> Re- really great is defined by Batman gets sued. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For being too dumb to know reality from a movie set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the, yeah. Everyone talks about, like, Batman needs to be like the world's greatest detective in all the movies and stuff. I'm like, he wasn't in the show. Like, <laughs> he's pretty. He's yeah. not always the world's greatest detective. Like, he's pretty. Yeah, one step behind in a lot of episodes. Oh, out wow. of convenience. Are they still doing the uh, comic series where it's the 66 Batman, or they're still doing like kind of goofy kind of stuff with it? Mm-hmm. Are they it, still doing it? Yeah. yeah. No, I think they canceled it. Did they? 
I think there's a couple yeah. issues still coming out, but I think yeah. it's at the end. Oh, I don't, it might not be part of the rebirth or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. Oh. Back when I Are had they rebooting DC again? bought everything, I like bought a couple issues of that, and I wasn't sure if it was still going on. So. It happened yeah. so much I don't care so anymore. So, can I just say that that means that this podcast has officially outlasted the DC universe? Yep. Because our second episode, we're talking about the, the new 52. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I remember sitting in my mom's office talking about X-Men First Class and how much Brad didn't like it, uh-huh. and talking about how much Brad was mad about the, the, the new 52. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Hello, movie fans. My name... You just looked at me like I was an asshole. Yeah, you sound bored. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, retake. Hey, movie fans! Do you want to get blown out of your collective minds? Uh, welcome to Real Nerds. My name's Ryan Frost. I am. Oh yeah! Oh, hey, that's inappropriate. He is dead. <laughs> of course, PG thirteen movies are the worst because you get the little tweenies in it, and they talk the whole time. But if I won Powerball, I would buy out every single ticket to a movie I wanted to see in the theater, so I would only have my friends in there. And I wouldn't have to worry about annoying kids. That'd be awesome because I'm shaping up to be a cool summer. Um, I like Thor a lot. Yeah. Um. We didn't talk about it uh, with James, but yeah, why don't you talk about Thor? I thought Thor was really cool. You know, I, there's, of all the superhero movies that were coming out, that was the one I was worried the most about hmm. because it just seems so ridiculous. You you have um, alien beings that, in the comics, they're gods. In the movie, they're alien protectors of the universe. Well, so far, all the Marvel movies are based on people from Earth, like Fantastic yeah. Four or just mutated scientists and yeah. iron man is a tech whiz and mm-hmm. from earth and uh, spider-man is just a kid and yeah, the everyday gets, guy yeah so yeah so i mean there's a big risk in that but i think the way the movie was handled and probably taking the director they took to handle that material as well as he did probably helped a lot um you know it's just a cool movie like i enjoyed it that's all and i thought that's the fro- all you can say you know, about it <laughs> no like, I, I thought the frost giants looked really cool in it really I, yeah i thought they looked like power rangers villains really yeah I, I think that's why i like marvel more is because i think their characters are more, a little more realistic as much as they possibly could fuck be. that shit and fuck you <laughs> and mm. that's what dc does a lot and they always they're constantly revamping everything they do i thought maybe she was a boy and cut off her wiener that's yeah that's what i'm talking about oh okay how far we've come so yeah. wait what rebirth are they doing another new 52 apparently yeah. oh that's not a good idea well, <laughs> did marvel just do that too well yeah, the, everyone's doing that why well the thing with dc is i mean i'm just reading what jeff johns and jim lee said is because a lot of people with the new 52 when they changed the status quo with superman and not really batman batman they kind of left alone yeah batman never yeah, really changed yeah. Yeah. because um, batman was being read at the time yeah, yeah. And, and batman is actually Zack Snyder's Joker stories were amazing. But Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, Zach Zack Snyder. No, there's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Scott Snyder and Greg Capello. So, uh, yeah, so they're just uh, they're redoing it because they said they're going back to what it was before because people miss Superman fighting Darkseid and stuff. That's who could fix this. Go get Scott Snyder and a couple of like heavy-hitting DC writers to write a DCU. Like... Yeah. Did you guys see they released the cover art for Batman Superman? Did you see that today? Oh, the, the one disc? where like it's where the poster's ripped and it's his no. face? No. Is it different? It's, I wish. 
Wonder Woman is in the front in front of Batman and Superman and they're like on the side. Oh, so they, yeah, they, I think I've seen that they figured out. I said, oh, man. Hopefully the steel book will be the ripped one. I mean, it's, but it's Batman Superman, not Batman And also Superman Wonder Woman, Woman like, it's because it's Wonder Woman in costume, right? Yeah. Wonder Woman in costume doesn't come in until like the last like 20 minutes. Because she yes, got the highest praise of the movie. Yeah, that's what that's everybody not, yeah, cares I about. I, think, yeah. I don't know. I think Batman's the best in that movie. Yeah. I, I agree with you. But like the thing that I kept hearing from other people was like, oh man, Wonder Woman's so cool. Well, I mean, people cheered in my theater when Wonder Woman showed up. So I yeah. guess, yeah. yeah. Also, she's a pretty lady. That makes sense. And they want to sell the Blu-ray. Yeah. So, anyway. I think I don't think you need to put a pretty girl on the cover of Batman v Superman to get people to buy it. Like, uh, I think you need to do whatever you have to to be a Well, yeah, but I don't think thing. that's going to be what convinces people to do it. Sure. Like, Anything else, sure. Brad? Nope, I'm done. Uh, so this week, mine's kind of short. Uh, there'll be a little short views. I was going to watch all the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe before uh, Civil War, but my job kicked my ass this week. Hey, uh, hey. Congratulations, Mr. Police Officer. Thank you. Don't shoot me. Man. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a lady in the city I work in that mm-hmm. when we drive by, she always puts her hands up. It's like, hands up, don't shoot. Like, we're going to shoot her. Um, are we not allowed to talk about it? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Okay. I, I just want to know what the rules are. Oh, yeah. No, I can. I work for Idaho okay. Springs Police Department. Okay. I mean, I, there it's... was Back in the day, we used to not be able to say Kidoba. No, that's not really true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this is, uh, I mean, I'm a public servant, so you can just look me up. Yeah. on their website right so it's if you really want to know yeah. where i'm at <laughs> right um so yeah so uh but i was able to get all the way through phase one um and just going back and uh as a quick overview of them and then i'll break down each one is the reason why these movies work is because the foundation for each movie isn't predicated on making another one Yes. Yeah. The the movies are made to stand alone mm-hmm. because when I watched the, the first Iron Man, might be one of the greatest comic book movies ever. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd agree with that. Again, it's not what he does fighting as Iron Man. It's who Tony Stark is, and you I, you know I, I haven't seen it in a few years, so I forgot like his journey. Mm-hmm. And you know it opens with him being attacked, and him realizing that he's the cause of all these problems. And I love, um. Obadiah Stane in it. I think he has a great character arc. Oh yeah. I wish he wasn't dead. Yeah, because you know the part when um, Tony they, he tells Tony that not to come out, and then Tony finds out there's a party that he's hosting that he wasn't invited to, and so he shows up, and then they have that great scene where Obadiah tells him that I'm the one who voted you out. Yeah. And smile for the cameras, and it's badass, and you, uh, and then just the whole. St- story arc is really great yeah um it's a fun movie i I think it's i i need to go back and watch it myself because especially after going and seeing civil war like it's a very different mindset in those films you know that's why and it is a thing that's kind of dangerous about where they are now is that they are starting to get to a place where things are are very heavy and bloated and there's a lot of stuff going on and they are very concerned with spoilers for later i think that's why civil war works so well but um so the next, uh, the next in the MCU is the Incredible Hulk, and that movie's actually a lot better than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, has way more energy than Hulk two thousand three. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean Edward Norton's pretty good in it, but I don't think he's. Uh, I, I I think Ruffalo is the best uh, Banner, but I didn't miss him when. Yeah, Avengers exactly. Came out, so yeah, I think um, he, I think he does a good job. He's certainly he not what's wrong with that movie. No, if, yeah. that's harsh, but like. 
He's not the thing that is the worst about that movie. No, that sounds bad too. Yeah, no, the movie. I like the movie. I think the movie's <laughs> actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and in fact, too, the part at the end, which I was worried about, that is like CG, you know, colliding. Mm-hmm. It actually looked really good. Does it hold up more? It holds up pretty well. The, and my problem with it is that it's just not a very interesting. See, like I, yeah, I like, yeah, the, I like I the action sequence where he fights Tim Roth more. Oh yeah, yeah partially yeah. because I was sitting in the theater going like. This is totally like if Captain America were in this movie. Like, this is what Cap's going to look like. And then it totally is. Yeah, because that, that scene actually when he's fighting Tim Roth after he gets the super soldier serum yeah, uh, is pretty awesome on the university uh, campus. Campus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Tim Roth – and the scene's badass because what I like is they don't sugarcoat the Hulk in it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he – Tim Roth comes up to him and the Hulk just looks at him. And then the Hulk just kicks him and fucking murders him. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't die, but. Uh, Does Tim Roth die in the very end of the film? No. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, th- and that's what's cool, too, is they kind of, after the Hulk gets unleashed on campus, uh, Betty is able to kind of talk him down and they go away to a cave. And, and you know, yeah. the special effects are actually still really good in it. Um, I think it, it looks really good. And again, it's, I think it's the green, the color of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He looks really good because he it's he also in that movie uh isn't that the first time that they tried to make him look more like the character yeah yeah and i, I was listening to Louis Latier uh talk about the movie uh oh, I miss him he he said uh what he thought the biggest problem oh, with Angley's Hulk it wasn't necessarily the story he said the Hulk himself it looked he looked like a bodybuilder that was like ballooned he's a he's a different character exactly so what they did is they removed like all fat from the hulk Mm -hmm. so they just added just like ripped muscles and it looks a lot better yeah and it it looks like edward norton just big right Right. yeah um and and, you know they have so the movie i think actually holds up really well and and at the end he just gets the abomination and he's gonna kill him and betty's like no don't kill him and he just like knocks him out yeah which is cool um uh iron man 2 is next um, I watched that also this week. I just didn't mention because I knew yeah. you were going to. So. Oh, you could have. Um, and, you know, the movie is actually better than I remember it. I think Sam Rockwell is amazing in it. Yeah, I really yeah. want him to come back. I love him as – Does he not die at the end? No, no he gets he's arrested. Not. He's just in a one-shot. Dance. So. Yeah, his oh, his dance because he's trying to be Tony Stark at Stark Expo yeah. is maybe the most amazing little clip <laughs> yeah. in that film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But well, I think um, – why Robert Downey Jr. became so popular as Iron Man is you can tell he's having fun. Yeah. You know, uh, when the movie calls for it. And yeah, because th- that's also a darker, it's not the darkest Iron Man movie, but it's no, a darker one. It is. And, but he's really good in it. And again, uh, the villain, I, I think Justin Hammer's an interesting villain mm-hmm. because he's trying to be Tony Stark and he'll never be Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, but Mickey Rourke's Whiplash is. Should have been a should have been a crossbones character. Exactly. Should have been in the movie I agree. and out in twenty minutes. I agree because I think it's more interesting when Justin Hammer's trying to yeah. steal his tech yeah. and use it against him. Yeah. And then I don't mind him finding a bunch of Iron Man because yeah. that makes sense to me. Because even the scene where he's trying to save all the people at Stark Expo, I think it's amazingly shot. Yeah. yeah. Where you're following Iron Man flying through everything and uh yeah, so that's really cool. Um, I will it, say, like, after watching that, too, and then watching that, and then immediately watching Civil War, and then... I think I immediately watched Age of Ultron, then Civil War, but mm-hmm. uh, I will say, like, that's something from, like, the first phase I kind of miss is that there was style, like, directorial mm-hmm. style to all those films, yeah. and you really don't have that as much anymore, so... 
I'm going to argue with you. All right, we can, we'll, we'll we talk can about it later. Until, until yeah. uh, and then obviously next is Thor, uh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Mm-hmm. And what you can, yeah. How about that uh, scene on talk, the stairs, man? Yeah, to talk on Henry's point, it is a Kenneth Branagh film because yes. he, and what's funny is how I hate Tom Hooper for all his Dutch angles. Kenneth Branagh does it. Fucking Dutch is the shit out of angles. But the thing is, is I think he gets better performances out of his actors. Huh? So when Loki and Odin are yelling at each other, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just sitting there in awe of these two actors that are going at it. And then he ups the ante when Thor and Loki are fighting with each other. Yeah, there's big action in the, uh, the room that they can go, uh, the, on the Bifrost. Yeah. But, uh, the scene where Thor's like, you are my brother. And then it cuts into Loki's like, I am your king. I'm like, oh my God, I love this fucking movie. And then he just fucking puts the hammer on his chest. Yeah. Oh, it's because so good. It's not the most impressive fight scene. No. But the emotional weight to it because of how well the actors are acting and how well the script is written uh-huh. makes it badass. Because, and, uh, you know, I think that's what's the, the Thor character. I think is it makes it's like a Shakespeare fucking play. Yeah, yeah. because it's tragic because he still loves his brother and that the way it's shot at the end. You know, he's destroying the Bifrost and he reaches to grab Loki and Loki grabs his hand and he's like, "Don't let go, brother!" And they're looking at each other and he realizes he'll never be Thor and he just fucking lets go. I'm like, oh my god! It, it's a movie where a guy <laughs> finds out he's actually a frost giant. And then yells at his dad so much that his dad goes into a coma from a broken heart. Yeah. That's, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, you know, and I mean, it's not written as well as Shakespeare, but it's like, it's that level of like melodrama. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's what I mean. Like the Dutch angles don't bother me because. No. Dude, I like Brana is able to do it where the emotional impact makes sense. Yeah. Not where Tom Hooper just does it to be obnoxious. Yeah. Like what I've always He's thought is that like yeah. Tom Hooper does it as the way of like thinking, oh, this will be a cool shot. Exactly. Whereas Kenneth Brown does it to advance the scene. Exactly. Yeah. So. Right. Because his cut so fast that scene on the stairs. So it's, you know, really an Anthony uh, Hopkins face and he's talking and he's talking and talking and then it cuts like at a wide angle and then it goes back in when Loki responds to him. Right. And I think it's, it's yeah. just, a great actor. The Dutch angle is supposed to um, communicate a skewed exactly. viewpoint. You know, it's why it's good. And that's why it works because it's, like, it's always Loki right. looking up to Odin. Right. Um, and when you look down on Loki, it's just a normal shot. Yeah. And Ed, and uh, and Tom Hiddleston as Loki is amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Captain America. You a fool. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, uh, Captain man. America, the first Avenger is next. And that movie is really fun. It's uh, has a great... Uh, pulpy feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Johnson. And yeah, and I actually really had a lot of fun watching that film. Um, Chris Evans is so great. Even when he's like skinny, S- Steve Rogers, and you know, I can do this all day. Yeah. And then, you know, that it comes back. How does in now that we've seen two movies where they've done some amazing f- facial on another body mm-hmm. stuff, how does that movie hold up by comparison? Very well. Yeah. Because it's the way, uh, Joe Johnson shot it and the, I don't know, I forget who the director of photography is, mm. but it kind of has that cream pastel color. Sure. 
So it makes it kind of timeless. I don't know if that yeah. even makes sense. It's, so it's, like it's the, shot on a filter that kind of exactly. hazes the air in exactly. the surrounding area. So it, just, it means that if a the CG lens might be the might be the one you're looking for. Okay. If the CG gets waxy, you can't tell because the whole movie is a little bit waxy. Exactly because okay. it just fits cool. with it. Because, but there's scenes in it where he comes back with all the prisoners he's saved from the Red Skull. I freaking love that scene. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, he's about to declare, you know, Tommy Lee Jones saying, I'm a Gretchen form you, Captain Steve Rogers didn't. Yeah. Here he comes. And he, you see the shield on his back yeah. and all those. Oh, it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, I still maintain so when, that's the best film in the Marvel Universe. Um, uh, phase one. Phase one. Phase one. Yeah, phase one. I don't know if I'd I, say I, dis- that. I still disagree, but sure. I think the first Iron Man is probably the best still, but. I can see. I can see. Captain America is really close. So, no, I mean, it's Thor. But <laughs> uh, that's a really close. You're all wrong. It's Thor. But still. Um, <laughs> That, I love that shot because that's when he still has the triangular shield. Yeah. And so like that for probably two years, the background of my phone was Cap walking over the hill and you see all his to- clothes are tattered. And I was just like, this is, it really felt like it was one of those moments of like, uh, of, of actually getting to see comics come to mm-hmm. life in a way, yeah. um, that honestly, now is just a very normal and, thing. Like it's yeah. unbelievably normal. And going yeah. back and watching those two movies, those were the two biggest risks that Marvel did. Oh yeah. Because Thor is the most ridiculous one. It's cosmic yeah. because it's cosmic. It shouldn't make sense. But yeah. what makes sense is Thor sitting, talking to Jane and he says, um, what your world called magic. My world is normal. You know, yeah, and you, right. you accept it. Yeah. Um, in Captain America, you're telling a world war. You're telling a period piece. Right. Um, and you know, the scene where he's, uh, gonna, when Captain America realizes he's going to die and he's talking to Peggy oh, is Peggy. amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me started on Peggy. I, oh yeah. I'm we so, should I'm save s- it for yeah. later. Uh, but, and then I finished with Avengers and that movie is still tons of fun. Shouldn't work. That movie should, shouldn't work. But it, you know, uh, just like the team, it shouldn't work. Yeah. Hiddle, <laughs> Hiddleston again is great. Yeah. Uh, he really helps the film and they, and they continue the story with Thor because he has that, you know, that great scene when they're on the mountaintop mm-hmm. and he's telling us like, we're, we grew up, we fought together. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And he, and Loki says, you aren't like me. Yeah. And I think that's why Loki is the most interesting Marvel villain is because in his eyes and you can see his point of view, he's really not a bad guy. Yeah. He's not. Um, he's just making yeah. the best of what he is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really fascinating dynamic. And when you watch him back to back to back to back to back to back, yeah, the, it's amazing that they're able to pull all this off. He's less, he's less vicious than he is bitter. It, exactly. You know? And yeah, you yeah. give up the Tesseract, you give up this pointless dream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm man. sorry. I love Thor quotes. <laughs> yeah, oh, he doesn't. Uh, um, but yeah, oh. Avengers is great. It's funny. Um, yeah, it, it has uh, the battle for New York is a great scene. Uh, How cool was it to get to see superheroes fight each other in the in the forest and be like, "Oh man, Captain America and Iron Man and Thor are all fighting each other. This is crazy." I mean, it's whoever cool. would expect you'd get to see that. I mean, there's even like a badass moment where you know Thor gets the lightning bolt and he shoots it at Iron Man, and then you know Jarvis says, uh, "Up to four hundred percent energy. We'll help out that." And then they just there's actually this badass scene. In that where it's one cut where Thor grabs Iron Man and he pulls him between his legs and he fucking chucks him. Yeah. And you just see Iron Man come around full circle and just punch him in the face. It's, yeah. It's it's cool. It is super cool. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun. I'll hopefully finish the MCU this week. Sure. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, I'm a Marvel guy. So, you know, I get really excited when I They're watch really them. Yeah. 
Um, Avengers, the first Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say once they pulled off Vision, which I think they like fully finished his like not his arc, but they fully finalized his character in the, this film, like Civil War. They've, yeah. Or they established his character finally. Sure. Um, once they stop, once they figured out Vision, I don't. I'm gonna have faith in them no matter what now, because <laughs> Vision is not a character that should even work at all. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's what I watched. This is real news. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do the cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Cool. Let's cook through some stuff here, guys. Cool. Um, hey, they're going to make this crazy mummy thing. Nice. Um, so, Cruise. You got Tom Cruise in this movie. Uh, now you got Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe's playing Dr. Jekyll. Um, and apparently it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. Like, yep. they're saying that, but it's still got to be PG-13, Dude, if, right? Oh, if they make, if they, I hope they make it rated R. What? There's no way. Why? Who cares? I mean, I agree with you. Like, I want... I, I want... A ridiculously expensive movie full of huge stars with a mummy that is really terrifying. Like, that sounds really I'm cool. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. But if you were a studio, like, just thinking about oh, yeah, practically... Gonna, you know it's going to be PG-13. Right. Yeah, right. I know. Because the thing, too, is the mummy isn't known for blood and guts. It's He's yeah. more of, like, a mystical... Yeah, but I just feel like if, it, if, it, if you really make the mummy so terrifying, like, you don't have to be blood and guts to still get an R rating. Uh, well, but I guess yeah. if you put Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe in a movie, no matter how you you visually make the movie terrifying, you're probably still going to get a PG-13 from the MPAA. <laughs> yeah, because it's the because they're a horrible organization that shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, or, or I mean, or Tom Cruise, maybe he wants a rated R movie. Tom Cruise has enough power where he could say this is going to be a rated R film. What was his last rated R? Yeah, but they're they're going to cut his budget. Ah, no, he made. Wait, Magnolia wasn't 2006, so. Uh, I, often think, I often think of Why can I so. think of it? I don't know why. Was Jack Reacher 13? Yeah. The Reacher 13. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look I, at it. The they released an unraid cut. Which I would almost argue that the opening sequence shouldn't be PG-13. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, not almost. I would argue. But, yeah. Um, um, huh. Anyway, uh, I think it's really exciting, and I totally want to see this movie. And just so I'm clear, because I've been like very confused about this, is this this isn't this has nothing to do with the Brennan Fraser mummy franchise, does it? No. Right, cool. Um, I... I think uh, it's either uh, is Valkyrie rated R? It might be. Val- yes, Valkyrie, Valkyrie is rated R. Rated R. Valkyrie yeah, is rated he R. made that in Tropic Thunder in two thousand eight. Oh yeah, Tropic oh, Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. kind of cheating, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Valkyrie is because I think for yeah. violence. Oh, okay. totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's not actually related to. I mean, unless there's some weird Easter egg thing that they're hiding, but yeah. it sounds like this is them a completely different thing. Booting a whole new universal like. Because this is going to tie multiple Universal monsters together, okay. so it's not just going to be like, "Hey, here's an adventure movie where we're fighting the mummy." Because also, if you were, I think it's a great idea. I think it's, I think, well, I think it's a great idea. I just was confused if it had anything to do with the Brendan Fraser no, movie film. No, so. no, I mean, because like then, in a world where we reboot stuff every few years, yeah. Spider-Man, 
the there's no way that you go and like tie anything modern to yeah. the franchise that produced Scorpion King yeah. Two. I would, no, that's a, I, I thought it was like a remake of the Brendan Fraser film. Oh no! So. Oh it's, no! No no no! It's uh, it's, it's a different day. take because the okay. mummy's actually a female mummy too. Okay, cool. I just wasn't positive about what. It was, yeah, it's the so. lady from Kingsman. So I'm oh, down. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Vikander or uh, no Dubik? Yeah, that's the martial arts lady. Oh, martial arts, the, no, the no, Blade no. Runner lady. Not not, not okay, from Uncle. Okay, yeah, okay, yes. okay. You're thinking, you're thinking. I'm getting my Elizabeth, Elizabeth Dubriki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whose, whose name I'm clearly going to have to learn to pronounce because she's getting cast in every movie yeah. that I want to see. Um, anyway, uh, Alden. Speaking of names, I can't pronounce Alden and Emmerich. Emmerich. Say it again. Emmerich, I think is how you pronounce it. Great, thank you. Aaron Reich. The dude Aaron Reich? Was, I can't see the name, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the dude who was amazing in Hail Caesar is now Han Solo. Yep. Yeah. Which I think is pretty great. Yay. I think I've... I'm on board. I think I will say he was the best part of uh, Hail Caesar. I st- I'm very skeptical still. Because it's a Han Solo film, and I'm not sure if anyone could even. I mean, I want someone to be... Do yeah, I know what like, you mean, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be a very difficult act to follow. I so. think... I think that the res- this is going to sound weird. Uh-huh. The responsibility's on us. That's true. If you, That's very true. Yeah. If you like Han Solo and you want a Han Solo movie, yeah. which if you don't, don't go see the fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, I don't want to hear your opinion about <laughs> yeah, yeah. the movie because <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't go see the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you have got to get yourself to that place. Yeah, yeah. Because the realities of the situation are, I'd like to see in really the same thing. Unfortunately, is kind of true of independent Indiana Jones. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that story. My options are either recast the character, which in the case of Star Wars, you pretty much yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. or just go make a new thing that's very similar, which yeah. is what I would want from Indiana Jones, um, but we'll never get, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, um, And so, I should say, I'm not in the boat of saying this is an impossible film to make. Oh, I'm just no, saying, no, no. I think this film is going to be hated off of the get-go, similar to Ghostbusters, just because of this. I, I, I think it's difficult in the way that making a Star Wars Episode Seven is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like... Um, I think this one's and, a bit harder just because they're recasting someone, but like yeah, and I, I just don't envy him at all because yeah, and I'm saying that like, guy doesn't sleep at all. Of the people that they're choosing, like to play him, this is probably one that I would be the most okay with. Oh, so yeah. yeah, this isn't Nat Wolf or Miles Teller, which were also in the running. So I I certainly hope that he does not do a caricature of Han Solo. Yeah, like he's got to go get he's got to go find that character himself. Yeah. and bring something to it that is not Harrison Ford. Yeah. Right. And, and if he does that, like if he walks on set and he has a cut chin, I'm going to, I'm no, I don't like, maybe they'll show how he gets it. Yeah. And then he'll die outside of a club two years later. Oh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller make, that was a a river Phoenix joke. That was a sad (laughs) river Phoenix (laughs) joke. Um, (laughs) but also confirmed he's going to have a cameo in Rogue One, wasn't it? Uh, sorry. What? It wasn't confirmed. River Phoenix. No, not River Phoenix. Um, (laughs) was it confirmed that, him as Han Solo will make an appearance in Rogue One as like oh, a cameo. Maybe that would be cool. Because I mean, like, I guess still we won't have to wait too long to see if it works or not. So yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, Hi, buddy. All it, it, any and all hope. Hey, Kellen, what do you think of Avengers? He's just smiling. He's just smiling. <laughs> He's like, come Say, on, Iron Man. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Good job, dude. 
any and all hope that I had for Power Rangers, which wasn't really a lot, uh, yeah. has died. Uh, well, horrible I will say, I will say. <laughs> wow. I was wondering I, when I, that I, child was going to expire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say, I have been pumped for this since day one. Why? They released that photo. I'm no longer pumped for this yeah. movie. So like, when they announced it right after that short, that like fan film that was like, like this that either, badass like, thing, I was like, okay, like if you did a thing like that. I like, was on about, you could not right. do that. Like that does not, that's not what Power Rangers are. Like. Yeah, sure, but I don't want good stuff. I want shitty well, well, I want rubber to, monsters. Well, no, dude, that's not what I'm saying either. I want them to do like they a need a 21 jumps. That's what that. I'm saying. That's what I think they should. Oh, do. that could be cool. That could be cool. Like I've said it multiple times in the original uh, like theme song for it, one of the lines is "Get me teens with attitude," which is the stupidest line uh, ever. Hey, Kellen, who's this? Uh, that's pretty and, good. But like, and so like I was kind of excited. Who is like. This? Like, just based off, like, who they got cast in it. Yeah. And some of those I'd seen so far, I was like, I was on board for that. Oh, but then they released a photo where all of them are Iron Men. And I was like, I'm no longer on board for this. But they're the worst Iron Men exactly. ever. Exactly. Like, no one wanted this. There is, I don't, I don't know what, like, visual artist put this shit together and was like, guys, this is gonna be cool. Yeah. What if they have giant glowy diamonds in their chest and their helmets are four feet tall? Yeah. Like, Oh, oh, and all of the women have boobs bigger than their heads. Which wasn't even in the original show either. I'm just, I, I this, oh, it's no. terrible. Can we not talk about Power Rangers anymore? Yeah, we can move sure. on. We can move on. that photo. It looks stupid. Yeah, it does. It looks really stupid. I think everything about Power Rangers is stupid. Dude, you weren't there, man. I was there. You weren't there, there in 92. There's a, a big he pile of there, monkey shit. Yeah, but he wasn't in us. elementary school in 92 with a lunchbox with Red Ranger on it and a little action figure where you push the thing on his head and his like a, a whole human head popped out of his chest and swung up and replaced his current human head with a different head. Nerd. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which did, we, is a terrible action figure, by the way, because all it no, is... No, my little brother has them. He, yeah. he used yeah, to have like the pink, the black... Yeah. The green. He had all the Power Rangers. They're all fucking stupid. Yeah, that show's fucking a, stupid. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. Movie is fucking yeah. stupid. It's, it's a it's, it's a horrible terrible. concept. I will say I'm a fan of it. I will admit it's the stupidest thing ever. I, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I was at Denver Comic Con. They gave me a panel yeah. with the Power Rangers. I didn't know what the fuck the Power Rangers were. This guy came uh, but you next to me. They were. I did. He's like, please let me have the Power Rangers panel. I'm like, you can have the Power Rangers yeah. panel because I'll just go up there and make fun of it the whole time. And why is it popular? <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> just like My Little Pony. Get out of here with this crap. Whoa. <laughs> It's uh, it's Why? in the same boat for me as the so live fucked. action. So uh, I really did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I like them because they're a huge part of my childhood and for nostalgia reasons solely. So. I feel like my expectations for a Power Rangers film were about the same as my expectations would be for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Tur- Turtles movie. So. I w- that's true. I will say that second one looks dope. <laughs> I'm so excited for the second one. <laughs> You. I'm so pumped. Oh, that last shot is the most terrible, amazing thing. It's well, it looks uh, so stupid. I'm gonna have so much fun with it, even though it's gonna be so bad. It's so bad. Anyway, speaking of things that are actually really good, that's not what we were talking about. Uh, they're maybe gonna make a TV show out of Dread. My fingers are crossed. I actually I have, would like to see that. I would like to see it too. I think it's very unlikely. I don't think it's gonna happen. But yeah. I'm just, I want to put it into the universe that that should happen. Is For it me, Stallone? It's, I'll see it then. No, no, no. It's, it's, it would be. It's, <laughs> Carl Urban says that there are conversations because he's he's been trying to spin this up for a while. Yeah. Um, so if he could get Netflix to make a Netflix or Amazon, I think it's Amazon that's actually in talking in talks with him. But that um, like show is in the same boat as your preacher. Like I will believe it when I see it actually dude, on TV. No, we're not. Uh. Uh-uh. Preacher is still not real. Yeah. I see I see trailers for it every couple of days. Yeah. And it's still not real. I, seen, um, I see that they're out. Hey, Kellen, don't step anymore. on the power. Yeah, no, step on that power. Come here. Come here. Come 
here. No, don't don't sip on the power. Okay, good job. <laughs> oh, that kid. Uh, and the very last piece of news. Space Jam 2 <laughs> is going to have LeBron James in it and be a real thing, I guess, with Justin Lin. Why is this happening? Henry? Why wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's not 1998. Oh, my boy had sexual intercourse. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's 2016. It's been long enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait the for the Space Jam The needs to come out of retirement. <laughs> Is it is it going to be the same story? Do you just go make like Space Jam? I don't know. I'm like in how I'm approaching this film is how I approach Civil War. I'm avoiding all spoilers. So. <laughs> <laughs> you- I want to know the huge plot twist where LeBron James <laughs> meets Michael Jordan on the court. So I want to be I want it to be called Space James. Uh, That's stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. With a Z. Okay, oh. that gets cool. <laughs> so then it's just Space Jams. Yeah. Um, and then and the end be, of the Z is a lightning bolt. I want, it, <laughs> I want it to be the exact same script, only at the beginning, like when it's young Mikey, it's yeah. just young LeBron James, but it's the exact same scene, pretending like LeBron James is basically just Michael And if George, they keep Michael all of the same music, I'm okay with that. All right. If they keep yeah. I Believe I Can Fly. And, and then you just, do, go, uh, you just go hash all of the same animation out of the old one, but put LeBron James and modern basketball players in it? Sure, I don't care. More Space Jam? Why not? I don't understand. I I saw that movie in theaters, and I don't understand you. And you weren't born when it came out. Like, well, you gotta you just gotta man. you just gotta slam and welcome to the jam. <laughs> That's Come not how on and slam. Yeah. Come on and slam and welcome to the jam. The I love I love the movie the when I was a kid. I, I I don't know why they're doing this. Oh, uh, why wouldn't tell me you don't want to fly like here's an eagle? The, here's the reason why. Everyone that's me that saw that film when they were a kid, like when they were a young kid, is now old enough to buy a ticket to go see it. No. That's why they're making it. I I, I actually do know what it is. It's because if you were going to try to get Looney Tunes to be popular with a modern generation again, the only way to do it is Space Jam. That that all being said, I don't want this to be what the Looney Tunes has become is just Space Jam. Yeah, the because Looney the Looney Tunes has a much richer history than Yeah, the, yeah. The, what's on TV sure. with the Looney Tunes is not good. Oh, no, it's not. It's, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're fucking it up. If, well, I should say, if they do that, I will not like <laughs> Space Jam 2. <laughs> you laughing? Yeah, uh, so aggressive. Just like, they're fucking it up. <laughs> fucking up the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I know what's best for this franchise. <laughs> Have you seen Daffy Duck lately? <laughs> Wiley e. Coyote is not Bugs Bunny's next door neighbor, and they don't have problems with each other's like yard space. Okay, stop yelling! You're making the baby cry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I will be their opening day. I will be their second opening oh, day, dude, and I'll be gonna, their Sunday night. We're all going to be their opening day, but then we're um, going to have to see Space Jam's too. Anyway. Uh, you act like that's a like that's a chore. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe they'll do a really good job. I we have yet to see a trailer. I just yeah. think it's insane. It'll come out and they'll like they're gonna change things up. Pete, Paul Thomas Anderson's gonna direct it. It's gonna be this big art house masterpiece. I don't I don't know nothing about sports. Is LeBron James cool? And I'm, uh, he's the biggest athlete in the world. Yeah. Is he like he's yeah. like he's popular like you Michael Jordan was? He's good. He was good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He'll be all right. All right. Can Amy Schumer be in the movie? Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. all right. She I'm wasn't on board a cheerleader. Now. She should be a cheerleader again. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. All right. I'm on board. Yeah. Space Jam's too. Great. Awesome. Great Got thing. it all on the same page now. Yep. Cool. You guys want to play a game? <gasps> Wait. There's games? Yeah. <gasps> you can get what? stuffed. Oh my god. Games. <laughs> I can get stuffed. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> James wants to get stuffed. We know where his mic is. I brought stuff, but if you want to get stuffed, you should probably just drop your mic and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, why don't you Ooh, guys... let me start some game music. Thanks, editor. <laughs> Not helping me edit. <laughs> I give enough time. Bullshit. See, like three years ago, when I was talking, like just a huge block of emptiness would be so helpful. Ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. understand where I was coming from. Yeah, I know. yeah. Oh god, just get on with the fucking game. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to play. We can. We got four other people. Just explain the rules. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, I was gonna pick the maybe. Um, we name off an actor from the Marvel universe, and you got to tell their catalog of. Films, of films forever? Yeah. Ooh, you guys will be really good at this. Are we going to do it like in a I'll round? I'll sit out. Huh? You'll sit out? Yeah. So, so you'll name the people? Yeah. I'll, All right, cool. You I'll came up in. with hard games and then you figured out a way to not participate? Joel McHale? I don't win <laughs> those prizes. <laughs> I guess that's true. All right. Yeah. Oh, I won again. Great. I have the bag I started with. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, why don't we um, go with Chris Evans? And if you can't think of one, you're out. So, so we're doing last like, man standing. Like he names one, I name one, and it's kind of circle. Right, okay. cellular. Push. What's your number? Oh, good one. Fantastic Four. Sunshine. Fantastic Four, Rise of Silver Surfer. Fuck. <laughs> Zach's Got out. another team movie. Snowpiercer. Avengers. Uh, full title, please. A, a, Avenger, a Marvel, Disney's Marvel's <laughs> The Avengers. Okay, it's got Pilgrim vs. World. There's a 1998 The Avengers movie that's oh, not the one you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. No, it's got Pilgrim vs. World. I don't know how else to differentiate it from Age of what? Ultron. It's got Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're out. Don't worry. There's more. Around. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, Captain. Disney's Marvel's the, uh, Captain America: <laughs> The First of the Avengers. That's, there's no oven there. You're out. You're Next. right. That's the wrong title. You're out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, he's in the fountain, right? Huh? He's in the fountain, right? No. That's Hugh Jackman. Is he not? I thought he's not a supporting character from that. Hey, baby. No, there's like two people in that. Movie. All right, let me think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just Rachel Wise and Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. And then that weird dude who plays like. Oh the... no! What's the other film that's? Oh, I confuse the fountain with this all the time. I think I'm Ryan just out. won. I think I'm out. Yeah, yeah. you're out. Not yes. another teen movie. So oh, that very good. Good yeah, there you go. Uh, you Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, you won. Okay. Hey, hey, you're stealing my my cheat. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... He said I said it, yeah. sunshine. <laughs> yeah. All right, congratulations, Ryan. You won. My mic was not touched my face at all at that point. So, uh, no yeah. one what? Yep. Spider-Man yeah. cards. Sorry, Sorry everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Third <laughs> <laughs> anniversary. These are from 1993. Wow, he's actually excited. <laughs> I'd be excited about those 1993 cards. Uh, yeah. All right, um, let's do Robert Downey Jr. Oh, who's going to win this round? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, this is cheating. Iron Man. Good night and good luck. Iron Man 2. Uh, that movie, uh, the, the, the movie where he's dancing and he's a detective. The singing detective. What's the Charlie Chaplin movie called? <laughs> oh, okay. Chaplin. <laughs> oh, Chaplin? Oh, did that not count for me? Were you joking or? No, I, I just did not. I couldn't remember the title. Like, You're out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Chaplin. <Okay. laughs> Chances are. I didn't know if it was called Charlie Chaplin or the Charlie Chaplin story or whatever. So. Iron Man. You said Iron Man already. Iron Man 2 then. I didn't say Iron Man. I okay. said Kiss Sherlock Kiss. Sherlock Holmes. Oh. 
Oh. Uh, which one was Iron Man? Only you. Whenever the Charlie Chaplin movies are. So only you. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes two Game of Shadows. There's no two in that. Game of yeah, you're Game right. of Shadows. <laughs> um, back to school. Oh, nice. It's a good one. Due date. Iron Man three. Disney's Marvel's Avengers: Age of Ultron. I could have named um, other films. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know the the Incredible of. Hulk. <laughs> Disney's Marvel's The Avengers. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zodiac. Winning this, so. <laughs> no. Zodiac. You can't name the same serious? one again. I don't remember. Oh. I'm running out. So, yeah, let Ryan win again. Heart and Soul. Um, two Guys and a Girl. I feel like... Drop this- a Thunder. Did someone say that? Oh! <laughs> I feel like, yeah, how I All am right, you're back in. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, just give it to Henry. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. Henry. Let's see what I got. I like I was eliminated immediately, then won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you were eliminated in the best way. You said the title of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, know said- what, I didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, this was meant to be... I got the Shocker in my <gasps> card set. I had that fucking card. Would you like Can making cotton that? candy? I'm Fuck not yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> I had so this. disgusting. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I can't wait to eat it. Oh my god! Please share it with us. <laughs> so, all right, um, let's do. Look at, the, look at the Kirby dots on the back where where Shocker's gloves are. Heck yeah, it's so cool. Sorry, all right, go ahead. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, under the skin. Ooh. Uh, Iron Man two. Girl with the pearl earring. Ghost World. The other Boleyn girl. Captain America: Winter Soldier. She's the she's yeah, not, it's, yeah. the one's not Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's Marvel's The Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> Lost in translation. <laughs> Iron Man two. Uh, Didn't someone? I said Iron Man two. Say- I said Iron Man two. Oh, Iron yeah, Man you're three. out. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wait, do I yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, D- Disney's Marvel's The Avengers: Age of Ultron. He said that. He one. said you're that. Out. Oh damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> really? Oh, this is the one you had to win. The, Captain America the, Civil War, Captain America yeah. Winter Soldier. What's the tennis I, I, one? I just didn't know. Just say the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. What's yeah. the tennis one? There you Match go. point. Match point, that's what it is. Match oh, point. That's a terrible I wanted to say point oh break, gosh, but that's yeah, not what that was. Know that one. <laughs> All right. The island. He's just not that into you. <laughs> There's suspense here. <laughs> I tried to Valentine's Day. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Oh, Sarge. There's Sarge Wait, how come I keep on winning and not getting prizes? Is this there bullshit? Is there... You already won a prize. I like your bacon, things. cotton candy. <laughs> is everything from your back from 1993? Oh, this takes me back to my childhood, dude. Oh, oh God. thank you, you. A cool person would share it with all of us. Uh, dude, I will totally yeah. Seriously. You can all have homies. this bacon, cotton right. candy if you want it. For all I care, you can take the bacon, cotton candy. <laughs> I just want to share it. You can go ahead. This awesome. game is rigged. <laughs> if you'd stop winning it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm so great. How would that make it not rigged? <laughs> uh, who's left? Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Sam Jackson. Tim Jackson? Okay. Sam Jackson. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, a, so time, Sam Jackson. a Time to Kill. Uh, the Hatefully. The Man. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> uh, Iron Man 1. Because I can't think because I'm laughing at the man. Is he in Iron Man? Yeah, he's in the post credits. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Iron Man two, Deep Blue Sea. Ooh. Um, has anybody said Pulp Fiction? No. no. Jurassic Park. Snakes on plane. Jackie Brown. Star Wars Episode one. Star Wars Episode Full two. Full title, please. The Phantom Menace. The Attack of the Clones. 
full title, please? No, I already said that Star Wars Episode 2, and then you said full title, please, and he said the second. I said the full fucking Django Unchained. The Hateful Eight. I already said it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I knew because you were right next, so. Any chance to say that title again? <laughs> terrible movie. Oh, oh it's not. I got to think of another Sam Jackson movie. Um, he's in like a Black Snake Moan. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, well, we haven't done. I don't want to do that. Um, all right. Star Wars Episode 3. Revenge of the Shitty. Is he really in all three of them? Yeah, he is. Because at the wow, end, he's that. in that terrible action scene no, where he kills. No, yeah. No. God, I need a turn power. Wow. Uh, I'm probably out. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I don't want to wait any longer either. So. Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, did we not already do those? God damn it. Captain America Winter Soldier. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, that's Captain right. America the First Avenger. Oh, yeah, he is in that, I guess. He's totally at the end he of that movie. He is in that. Fuck, he's wow. at the very end of that movie. He is, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. What's Zach's out. Yeah, what'd you fall out on? He, said, he said hateful eight again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still Ron Ryan? Yeah, oh, I man, I think I might, can't think of another one. Um, you better not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of another one. James wins. Oh. Or does he? You've got the bamboo- bean boozled. Oh no! Jelly beans. <laughs> this is the worst. Pri- this is such a no prize. And I'm the only one who actually beat Ryan. Oh man, some of these jelly beans are taste like buttered popcorn. This and is my own personal or barf health. or skunk spray. <laughs> Birdie bots every flavor beans. Yeah, oh. they, the black ones are either licorice, which is a lose, or skunk spray, which is a lose. Is skunk spray a lose, really? Yeah, the why off- would it not be a lose? <laughs> the off-white ones are either coconut, which is a lose, or baby wipes, which is a lose. And that tastes like shit, or is it like clean baby wipes? In terms of things like that are white, you I could don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Yeah. You got a 50-50 shot. Buttered, <laughs> buttered popcorn, a lose. Much or like winning rotten this game. egg, also a lose. Oh, Every jelly bean in this box, with the exception of juicy peach and peach, is gross. Wait, they have peach and juicy peach? <laughs> yep. The only thing missing from James's dilemma is two dice. So actually, by, by the box's own logic, juicy peach is good, so peach I hope I don't get good. booger, but dried out <laughs> gross peaches or barf are my two options. <laughs> So the only good flavor here is juicy peach. One of the flavors. See, is, the weird thing is, what would they actually have barf taste like? One of the flavors is it's awful. It would probably taste like what comes up after it, you eat any of these jelly beans. It tastes like throwing up chicken parmesan. One oh, of the God. flavors Ew. is tutti frutti. I don't know what that means, that's and good. that's one of the good flavors. That, that is a good flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing. It's What's a tutti frutti? It's totally a thing. Well, when you eat it, you go wop, bop, noo, bop, wop, bam, boom. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Brad. Oh. It's really for everybody, but the Spider-Man cards are definitely for Ryan. Little <laughs> <laughs> Richard reference. <laughs> oh, mercy. All right. Well, what did we see this week? That was week? fun. Uh, this week, we went and saw Captain America Civil War. Brad, should people go see Civil War? Uh, I gotta be careful about this. Um, yeah, super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know if you saw my comment on Zach's thread about how similar it is to another movie this year that I, I, I felt. Yeah. But otherwise, um, there's definitely a couple great 
amazing sequences in it that pull it over the top. James? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's huge. Um, I I have a couple of issues with it, but those issues make it a 9.5 out of 10 and not a 10. Uh, the movie's amazing and a lot of fun. And having seen it twice, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, Henry? Maybe on a Sunday matinee. Just kidding. You should see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Attack? This is the second best Marvel movie I've seen. Yep. Um, I loved it. Uh, yeah, this movie is pretty dope. What I've loved, what Disney's been doing lately, did you notice there were shots in the trailer that weren't in the movie? Yeah. Or that they were in the movie? Yeah. But they had stuff added to them, like Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, Or, out of context, I want to punch you in your perfect teeth? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie's completely awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, this movie works on every level for me. Mm-hmm. And here's the trailer for Civil War. Absolutely. With Spider-Man in it. This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. I'm not going to play that trailer now. I'm going to play a different trailer. Play the trailer from Mother's Day. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny about that? What? Mother's Day gained box office revenue this week. Well, of course it did. Why wouldn't it? Like, it's <laughs> well, actually Mother's Day. I know, but I'm saying that, uh, box office analysts like are blown away. Like, how the fuck did this movie make Box more office money? analysts are retarded then. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it made so much less money. Well, because what happened was a bunch thought. of people were like, oh, I guess we should go see a movie for Mother's Day. And they looked and went... There's a movie called Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah. What? When did that happen? 
Anyway, Civil War is really great. Yeah. This movie's uh, huge. It's really big. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is it has uh, similar beats to Batman Superman. It's the but, same plot. But the, Essentially, yeah. But the thing is, is they've earned it. Yeah. For Batman Superman, they didn't really earn the fight. I will also say one of the things – so you have this guy who is manipulating people to make these guys fight, right? The Spoilers. What I, Gosh. Way we're, okay, we're into spoiler section and there are going to be some big ones. Um, the differences were what I realized – I didn't know this until I saw this movie was it's so fantastic that in this movie – Zemo is entirely sane and having having that person that character be insane in Batman Superman kind of makes him less scary. I th- I think like Zemo is a great character. Which yeah. is funny mm-hmm. cuz it's fucking Baron Zemo like the weird high pitched voice awkward Baron Zemo. Yeah, but um, definitely not cuz um I mean it's not really so, Baron Zemo. Yeah, so anyways, I mean the movie I, I think the opening scene with Crossbones it's so cool. You know, because I was wondering from the comic Civil Wars how obviously they're not going to have Nitro blow up children. Yeah. Right. Um, But they still tackled suicide But they did. I mean, uh, that opening sequence is badass. I think the the Russos know how to make Captain America's fights the best. Yeah. So I will say that – well, there's two two things about this sequence. One is that I think it's amazing that one of the things that you and I have talked about since this whole – you know, superhero things started was we really wanted movies where you would start off and you'd be fighting one villain. You'd defeat exactly. that villain exactly. and then you'd go on and fight the other villains. Right. Which we've had, but like amazing Spider-Man two does it like it, it has happened. But what's awesome here is that not only do they do it, that sequence is integral to the plot of this mm-hmm. film, right? Yeah. Like the end of that movie, that scene has so much weight and takes us from like, Hey guys, remember how much you lo- you enjoy the Avengers and superheroes are so fun and this is all really great. And then she blows up a bunch of children and the look on Wanda's face sets a tone for a somber, dark, not a lot of fun movie, right? Like it's yeah. only fun because there's jokes and everything else that happens in this movie is kind of dark. Yeah, and I also want to say how great, very dark. (laughs) How great is Marvel at de aging actors? First, they did it with Michael Douglas, and then Robert Downey Jr. looks like he did from like Chances Are. Oh yeah, or and less than zero. I mean, it's crazy. With Michael Douglas, when we saw Ant Man in theaters, I was like, "Hey, this is really good." It's a little bit awkward, and I can slightly tell. Mm -hmm. But then when I saw it on on Blu Ray this week, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I can't tell at all at home. But this one in theaters, the second time I watched it, I was just staring at his face trying to see the seams. It's really convincing. Yeah. And, you know, th- what I love, too, is I they really took Tony Stark out of the Iron Man. Yeah. And they really yeah. deconstructed him as a character. Yeah. In this, because, you know, watching the first phase is he's like, you know, hey, I'm rich and I'm cool. Yeah. Right. I can do what I want. Right. And then they have that scene where he's talking about, oh, this is how I wish I saw, said goodbye to my parents. This yeah. is what I wanted. Um, I'm going to give you all this money and everyone's cheering. And then uh, that Pepper Potts thing comes up. You don't know what happened. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just walks off stage and you realize he's not with her anymore. And then he has that amazing scene with that lady, um, you know, going to the elevator and she's like, you killed my son. Yeah. And it, it's, and it sets a tone for him for the rest of the film where he's not the funny guy. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy who's lost his girlfriend. Who's the only woman he's loved. He's lost 
everything. And that's why he's giving his money away. And he's responsible. I mean, I was telling Zach in the car after we went and, and he's the responsible. Time. Yeah. Like the first two, the first three phases should be retitled like the many buffooneries of Tony Stark. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's causes half of the terrible things and that have gone, that have happened. You know, that's the one thing that I was like, man, how are they going to pull off Iron Man wanting people to register? Because he's pretty much against. It's called, it's called Avengers 2. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. He's against, you know, being told what to do. I mean, at the end of first Iron Man, he's like, you know what? Sure. Forget this. I'm Iron Man. Right. Yeah, you know, so, he, someone else brought up it's odd that, you know, you'd think that Captain America would be, be the one siding with the government mm-hmm. and Tony Stark would be the one that's anti government, but, but they flipped it. Yeah. But, but the, it makes I've the said, motivation work. Captain America has always been on the side of uh, personal liberties. Right. And that's the thing. I've always said since, since they announced Winter Soldier, the most fun that Captain America gets is when he disagrees with America. Mm-hmm. Right. When he, when he drops the shield is when Cap gets awesome right because then he's standing for something which is the best scene in this movie uh yeah it, you know so the movie keeps and i i care about these characters way too much for them being fake and, and on that note what's really cool about caring about these characters is i don't just care about cap and iron man like they've set up howard stark enough that i yeah. give a shit about howard yeah. stark there's because a character in this movie who dies who's not in this movie, and that's the scene I cry at. Well, yeah, exactly, because you know what got me? So uh, Peggy Carter dies, and you knew she was going to go because she had Alzheimer's. And she's wicked old. Yeah, yeah. and she's like 100. So, <laughs> um, so you know, Tony goes to her funeral. I mean, Tony, uh, Steve goes to her funeral, and he's sitting there at the end. He's just, you know, he's a pallbearer, and it's sad, and he's just sitting there and then natasha comes up to him and this got me bad uh he's sitting there and he says i'm sorry i just i can't sign that you know i can't sign yeah. the sokovia and he, and he says so why are you here and you, she's like i know that i just don't want you to be alone i was like yeah he is alone everybody and cared about is dead the the thing about that sequence that i adore is that what happens there like the sharon carter thing like when she comes up and says she's sharon carter i'm like yeah i know but my mm-hmm. mom was like oh no and i was like yeah, all right. This movie works for my mom. <laughs> um, and uh, but she starts giving this speech about standing up for what you believe, even when you're the only person who who's who's standing on that side. And I realized that what's happening there is Sharon, in a moment when Steve needs encouragement and needs somebody to remind him who he really is, she, Sharon is giving him advice that she got from Peggy that Peggy learned from Steve. Mm -hmm. And it's this huge, all-encompassing moment that you... This has never happened in movies. Like, this is unbelievable that you have this huge universe where I get this emotional payoff from something that I saw ten years ago. It's... Or eight, right? Like, it's ridiculous. And that scene is super powerful to me. And it is. Just the whole movie builds from there. Even the yeah. scene where you see the Winter Soldier, you don't know who he assassinates. It's mm. just so cold-blooded. Yeah. That it, and that's who he is in the comics. I mean, yeah. when right. uh, I have those comics just by accident because I, I was told they were awesome and I got them when they came out. In the comics, there's parts in Captain America, that part where you just follow the Winter Soldier – and my favorite run, uh, single issue from that is Whatever Happened to the Nomad. Mm. And it's about a superhero who uh, – he becomes an alcoholic and all this stuff. And the whole thing is just how he's a pathetic living in and out of hotels. And the last shot is him getting his head blown off. And then it's the Winter Soldier just walking away. And that's what that reminded me of yeah. is just – he's cold-blooded yeah. Yeah. because he's been programmed. That's all he does. Yeah. Uh, 
and how they're able to they just pull it off so well like the scene um, like when he does like hit the car and the car like immediately hits exactly the i mean they play that scene like three times the film and it's effective every time oh yeah like, and it's a brilliant move because they f- the, the russo brothers film it and then reuse it and re-edit it later so that it feel the first time you see it again, it feels like the payoff. Mm-hmm. So they've given you this Easter egg that you're thinking about, and for me, I'm watching it and I'm going, "Oh, it's fucking Tony Stark's parents, right?" Yeah, like, come on. And then even me, who was pretty sure I knew what they were gonna do, when they show it that time, I was actually like slightly disappointed because I was like, "Oh, it'd be way more interesting if that was Tony Stark's parents." Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that it's like this weird plot about extra winter soldiers. Or that's whatever. what I thought too. I was like, and they oh. totally give like, it's this red herring. That's really mm. pretty effective. Yeah. You know, cause they, they use all of the, the vernacular of film that we're used to, to tell us that that's what the movie's about when it's not. Mm. You know? I will say that the first time I saw it, I didn't know it was Tony Stark's parents. Sure. Second time I saw it, I thought, how did I not know that was Tony Stark's parents? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah. And we'll say like the Sharon, uh, not Sharon, uh, agent Carter's death. Yeah. Um, that scene, I think if you're going to kill her, you need to kill her in this film. Because oh, it totally yeah. sets up the fact that, like, the reason why he really is fighting for Bucky isn't because he's his friend. I mean, that's part, that's only part of it. But it's also because that's really the only string he has left exactly. to yes. what he has. And because, right. I mean, Natasha brought it up. She says, I don't want you to be alone. And I think he realizes. And he's like, I am alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I everything – he's truly – It's everyone says it. He's a man out of time. He yeah. doesn't belong. He doesn't understand. Um, I mean, and he's such a great character that uh, – I mean, the movie – and then you get introduced to uh, – T'Challa and I think uh, Chadwick Boseman is amazing. He's so cool. <sighs> he I, knocked it out. So of good. Yeah, because he's like that cool. Because uh, you introduced to him and he's you know just a nice guy. Um, yeah, that scene with his dad is so good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. it's so. It's just yeah. And uh, the character like in a universe where it's so there's so many people in the mm-hmm. universe now, they managed to have him have a distinct personality too. Yeah, exactly. And right. you know. What's cool too is you don't need his origin. Yeah, you knew he was a Black Panther, and that he's probably been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and now he's the king. And I, it's, I mean, all the scenes with the Black Panther were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, my favorite shot was when he was chasing Bucky, and he jumped to the side of the building, like clawed down, and yeah. then started chasing him through all those cars. Is awesome. I will say that, like in this film, they used figured out a lot of really creative ways to use all of their weapons between the like, oh, shield, yeah. his arm, uh, his claws. <laughs> There's like, a point at which the Winter Soldier uses Captain America himself as a weapon. Yeah, he <laughs> just picks him up and throws, throws him out him. a window. Mm-hmm. Like you, here I need to hit this dude with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Like, um, uh, and I will say, like Zach and I were talking about, like when we were leaving the theater, like neither of us have read either any of the Black Panther comics. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I can't speak for you, obviously, but like yeah. I was very much like I want to read a lot of Black Panther. Yeah, comics. yeah, but, I want to, I want to get to know Black Panther. And that what's cool is you understand his character, though. Yeah, like and you, yeah, and I think that just proves that you don't need like huge origin stories anymore. If you have a motivation for a character and you just give them enough. Yeah, I think that's all people need, right? Because Which, well, but but at I mean, the same he's, time, he'll get his own movie, and that's cool, yeah. right? Because because the 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 blessing he has here is that he is not a a he's not important to the story, right? He's not what Zach and I were talking about. He's not a load bearing character, mm-hmm. you know. So he doesn't need to have a lot of flesh on his bones. He's there almost as a foil to sort of remind us of certain things and mm-hmm. bring certain things to our attention. Um, he gives a lot of motivation to the. Hey, the Winter Soldier is really in trouble and everybody wants yeah. to kill him, but he's like the only person who represents that, you know? Yeah. Because we actually never see, other than the first scene where they come after him, like a lot of the tension later on, he yeah. embodies all of that. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. 
and you know, being the Spider-Man fan I am, there's the part where they're recruiting more people and, you know, yeah. Black Widow says, uh, we need more people. He's like, I got a guy. Wait a minute. Where's your guy? And she says downstairs, where's yours? Queens. And then right away, I'm like, oh my God, I get so fucking excited. Yeah. And then the next, and I love the, their title cards. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just cool. It it seems, was, I like that. They're yeah, obnoxious that was, as hell yeah. and really kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, seeing Tony Stark hit on Aunt May was probably the <laughs> coolest thing ever. Your unusually hot and, aunt. Yeah. And what I love too is this is the first, I was telling Laura this, it's the first movie where Spider Man's a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. He's just straight up a kid. And, and you so, hit on why this is my favorite Spider Man that I've seen on film to date. Yeah, it's because his ants what hot? No, because <laughs> he's a kid. He's finally a kid, which is how he was in the comics. exactly. He's so endearing. He is. He's like that. His, that little conversation he gives is so heartfelt. You know, I love. They give I his love origin this. story pretty. They do, and but that's what all you need is because mm-hmm. he has, you know, the scene with him and uh, Tony Stark is obviously because I'm. It placates to me huge. So I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, I love this so much because Robert Downey Jr. is in the same room as Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. oh. I, it, I, it's because I love He's like, is this you? And it pops up and it's like the shitty homemade Spider-Man costume. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so this happy. Is so he's like, all right, well, I'll just go tell your Aunt May. And then he shoots his whip. Don't tell Aunt May. I'm like, yeah. he's, he doesn't want her to know because she'll get mad, not because she has a frail heart. Right. Or something. I just – everything about that scene, if you're a Spider-Man fan – is perfect yeah because even when it's kind of goofy and silly and they're playing back and forth and then when iron man sits down and says why are you doing this why are you doing it why do you want to help people and he says because sometimes when you have this power and you don't use it and people get hurt it's t- he basically says exactly what iron man is feeling is why he's doing it and at the I, same time giving I, his origin story and giving his origin story that yeah. you don't need i yeah. actually kind of disagree with you i actually think that in that speech for me i feel like what he's saying is that if he knew what they were fighting about, he'd actually be on Cap's side. Like, fighting for the little guy and protecting the little guy um, and doing things because you have a responsibility, because you have the power to, like, that is sort of what Cap... Like, Cap's got that moment, which, as we both talked about, the things we were looking forward to were the scenes where they talk to each other, oh, and yeah. sure enough, those that's, are some of the best scene things. before. But the scene where, like, yeah, yes, exactly. Damn, I'm throwing out an olive branch here, right? And where and where he's like, he <laughs> says to Cap in that earlier scene, he's like, "You don't understand. You made the choice to give up making weapons. If we sign this, we give up our right to choose." Mm-hmm. And like, that's such a that whole conversation is so powerful and is written in such a way that there isn't a a right side at that point. Tony. If someone dies on your watch, you don't give up. Who said we're giving up? We are for not taking responsibility for our actions. This document just shifts the blame. Sorry, Steve, that that is dangerously arrogant. This is the United Nations we're talking about. It's not the World Security Council. It's not SHIELD. It's not Hydra. No, but it's run by people with agendas, and agendas change. That's good. That's why I'm here. When I realized what my weapons were capable of in the wrong hands, I shut it down, stopped manufacturing. You chose to do that. If we sign this, we surrender our right to choose. What if this panel sends us somewhere we don't think we should go? What if there's somewhere we need to go and they don't let us? We may not be perfect, but the safest hands are still our own. If we don't do this now, it's going to be done to us later. No, I, still I feel like think- down the line, there's a right side in my mind, but that's because I'm, I'm a cat fan and I'm like, 
fuck it fuck you tony like you 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 know especially once once wanda can't leave the the house but i'm like you you don't get it tony yeah you um, know that i was gonna mention too they made vision you care about him yeah, yeah. and i never knew there i didn't know how they're gonna make the relationship between an exactly. android and scarlet yeah. witch but when he's making her what i forget the name of the dish and they kind of have those flirty moments yeah i'm like oh this is this is really cute. And then he says, you're not allowed to leave. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is really badass. It's crazy that it actually makes me like Age of Ultron more because he's the thing in Age of Ultron that I'm like, this is shoehorned in here and kind of makes this movie worse. Um, but now seeing him here, like coming th- coming through the wall with his sweater on mm-hmm. and being really fun, I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so he wants to be more human, but yeah. that's why he's wearing all the clothes. Yeah. But then he morphs through phases through walls we're talking about the fact that he doesn't know what he is like yeah. he's got this thing in his forehead and he doesn't understand it like it's really kind of endearing you know yeah. and my favorite cue for a line was i have an equation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh this is gonna be good yeah. uh, and even then you know paul rudd shows up and he's great my favorite part the of the movie when he shakes his hand he's like i've been shaking your hand too long haven't i <laughs> yeah. and then he just, just feels ooh. his shoulders like, yeah. wow i oh, dug oh, it. i know you you're great <laughs> i dug the movie ant-man but oh, yeah, i dug great. ant-man way more in this movie agreed especially because of can i say it yeah Spoilers. giant yeah, man yeah. they yeah. made giant man well, work and to be <laughs> fair to be fair the lego company spoiled it for a lot of people <laughs> including me that may be the greatest superhero fight ever yeah, is really the airport cool. scene yeah. because you know when you see the trailer and you know he's like all right i'm sick of this under ruse and he flies in. i'm like oh this is just spider-man's just gonna show up and he's like you know but whatever but he shows up at the beginning and then it's totally different than the trailer and yeah. ant-man's on the shield and it's all play oh yeah. dude like most other superhero movies would you know, they would just throw the characters characters at each other and like just kick and punch but mm-hmm. like this one they know what their powers are and they know how to combine them exactly and yeah. like Did really get creative the huge with what Easter they do egg in it and though it be- from the russos it becomes well, what was it the, go ahead, go the ahead. bluth stair car oh no uh, i didn't see that oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow. i now have to go see the movie yep. again shit <laughs> watch um, when uh i think it's wanda she throws the because yeah. i knew the like there was like car. writing on like the stuff yeah. i couldn't see because it was going too fast that's but. funny <laughs> that makes perfect so, sense <laughs> but that sequence like yeah a lot of other action movies um, and I would say action movies, not even just superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It would just be a big fight in that section, mm-hmm. and maybe you'd incorporate a plane or something like that. But it actually becomes really dynamic, where like some of them are moving through the airport nearby, and they've got this place they're trying to get to, and they're splitting up. Um, and for being like one of the things I don't love about this movie by comparison to Winter Soldier is that the the Russo brothers sort of change up the way that they film their action where this is a lot of quicker cuts and they're they're bouncing back and forth between a lot of stuff which is a it's demanded by what they're trying to do here right you can't you can't quite do long martial arts f- fight sequences like at the beginning of Winter Soldier here because you've got 19 different characters <laughs> fighting in you know all these different sequences and you have to keep up with it um but as hard as it is to to sort of make sure that we still know where everybody is they do a really good job you know it's very rare that i like i would kind of go like wait so scarlet witch is just like in the middle of all of this and she just pops in and saves people from killing each other every now and then basically um but uh yeah i I, that sequence is amazing yeah because even uh, maybe my favorite delivery in the whole film is uh the hawkeye ant-man thing where mm-hmm. you know Ant-Man's on, he's like, "Are you ready?" He says, "Yeah, Arrow Man." <laughs> he doesn't even know who he yeah, is. Yeah, Arrow guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, then yeah, the Spider Man's he is fucking amazing. In he's so the, fun. Uh, I even like when he beats up Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon, and they have that really like uh, I don't like the exchange, super the exchange after he leaves where yeah, he's like, like, why couldn't you have done that earlier? Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, and they're like stuck in webbing. It's yeah. pretty funny. Or like and my I, like my favorite, my favorite Spider Man part was when Winter Soldier threw I think what it was like the table at Spider Man. He hid behind Spider Man and said, "I think you dropped this." Yes, yeah. threw it back at him. Like, or even, I I love when he tries to arrest Falcon. Yeah, that part is <laughs> that ma- that's that's my favorite one liner. <laughs> yeah, like that's my favorite Spider Man. Or moment. he's so great in it because even when Cap throws his shield, he's like, "Whoa, dude, your shield doesn't even." <laughs> like it's not even laws of physics yes. <laughs> <laughs> or just like when I mean, we're just saying all of his lines at this point but like yeah. exactly. when, like when like Winter Soldier like punches him and he catches he goes oh my god you have a robotic arm that's, that's so, so cool, cool. <laughs> yeah yeah. and he says and, shit in it <laughs> and he has a cool little like piece of dialogue there at the end where he's he he and Cap run into each other and Cap sort of says like dude you don't even know why you're here yeah well like there's a great moment what are you fighting like, for where are you from kid he yeah. goes Queens, Queens. Brooklyn yeah. and he's, he's holding up the, it's awesome. Yeah. I love Spider-Man. I, f- yeah. I, I love the line. Um, I know it's pretty much every line that we've said, but uh, hey, guys, remember that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's Where official. did you dig it, this boy up? It's, it's official. We've quoted every Spider-Man line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that it's really scene was fun. fun. And then it goes, I think, to more Winter Soldier territory yep. where it's now just you know Cap and Winter Soldier – Finding out what Zemo's doing. They treated it like an international action movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which yeah. is more like what, what the last Winter Soldier movie was, right? Like that yeah. was really a, a – Well, that was a U.S. political thriller. That was yes. a U.S. political but thriller. It's, sure. it's funny how they even still incorporate – I can't believe they put the raft in this movie. But <laughs> So Stark goes – shows up and you know he's in there because he realizes he's wrong. Yeah. And – uh, he's going around and Ant-Man stands up and he says, you know, my father never told me to trust a Stark. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he no, says, Hank Pym. Hank Pym never said, oh, no, he said right. never trust a Stark. That's yeah. right. Who are you? Come on. Yeah, man. yeah come on, man. Because he at least knows who Hank Pym is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, when Tony goes away, it's, they go on that island and it's just, his, when they reveal why Zemo is doing it mm-hmm. is... It is such great acting. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like the, oh, I'm behind a wall, but it works. Yeah. Daniel Bro. And it's, yeah. it's cool that they've set up this yeah. thing where you you kind of think that you're going to a place where, oh, shit, there's going to be – like I was actually kind of disappointed. I was like, really? Are we going to go like fight yeah. five, five Winter Soldiers? And you get there and he's killed them all. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like – And his whole – his plan is Lex Luthor's plan in Batman Superman. Super is. All he wanted only, to do – only way smarter and it yeah. makes sense yeah uh, obviously they're probably they're shot at the same time so you, i doubt seeing, it was like they knew but yeah like, oh no also but, kind of the joker's plan in the dark knight is to like tear down yep, the heroes to, to, yep yeah to tear it from the inside yeah sure but it's not but you're but you're not like manipulating multiple well, i guess with harvey dent then yeah you're manipulating multiple heroes to fight yeah, it's like the lex yeah. luther and joker plans together yeah 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 he, he makes like I was sitting there going, like, there's, I don't understand, like, why Tony Stark can't see, like, I know he's mad, but, like, he's gone way off the deep end, uh, like, trying to avenge, like, he, sh- he should know better than this. I think he, I think you he, mean, you he mean, realizes You mean at the real end after he knows. Well, I, I think even yeah. um, Black Widow, before he goes in to fight him, she has a great line where she says, I'm not the one who needs to watch my back, because he 
realizes he's crossed lines yeah and he might be wrong about why steve is helping bucky yeah. but i'll I'm also just... say this that i i agree with you that it does get to a point where i'm like shit these guys are genuinely pissed at each other now but what's great about the script here is that we have no reason to know that cap knows until cap tells us and so when we find out along with tony that cap probably during the like whatever whatever falcon says like 18 months or nine months Mm -hmm. or whatever that they were out searching for for um for uh the winter soldier that during that time probably is is when they went and researched all of the shit that winter soldier did and figured out that he was probably responsible for tony's death and he chooses not to tell him and so there's this awesome betrayal where they've you know the whole movie tony's trying to get him to be like will you just understand what i'm trying to do here if you'll just meet me halfway here so that we can do something mm-hmm. good. Like, I don't understand why you're being such a dick about this, right? Like that's where Tony comes from. Yeah. And, and then you get this betrayal. Yeah, Cause even like when they are showing the winter soldier, kill his dad, I'm like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. Like that's, it's I, a brutal scene. Yeah, if, and then he yeah. just chokes her. Yeah. Cause how many times did he just bash his face in? Yeah. And, uh, I, it's, it's actually only twice, but it feels it's, like a lot. Yeah. It's brutal. I'm like, that's enormous amount of blood in this film from Marvel movies. I know. The movie's fucking dark. And because, and it's such, it's such a great job of editing where, um, and Robert Downey Jr. is such a great actor that he's just thinking about and it's going on in his head and he doesn't even know what to do. And he gets, ah, it's so amazing. I was just saying that he gets pushed so far like Harvey Dent does that he's ready to kill Captain America. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I would go so far as to say they kill each other. (laughs) Like, Iron Man symbolically is dead and Cappy is symbolically dead. Like those characters, while I fully expect in the next 18 months, they will announce a Captain America four. Those characters are dead at the end of this movie. Like as, as superheroes, you know? Yeah. Like I will say like, cause like when I first saw and that's it, that's like, great. I agree with you. It's insane. When I first saw it, I thought like, Oh, I'm surprised that no one died in the film. But then like, I realized, yeah, no one actually physically died, but, you killed a lot of their spirits. Like, yeah, I mean, they're, like, di- they're not going to be the same people after this. Here's this friendship that I've cared so much about. Yeah. It's almost worse. Like to have these guys that I really enjoyed and having them be friends was really a great part of this franchise. And that relationship is gone. Um, it's, it's agent. It's, it's like, uh, uh Colson oh, level, yeah. right? Where like, the heart of this thing is dead. Well, I think that's why the movie is so effective and why that end fight scene is so great, but also really heartbreaking Yeah, because you don't want them to fight like that because they start fighting dirty. Yeah. They start hitting each other. I mean, Tony Stark rips off winter soldier's arm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he um, like does the whole analyzation. Yeah. Then he's, his... he's, then he's yeah talking and he says, no, I'm tired of this. What is, give me his moves. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to, he's going to kill captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so, blinded by rage right and you know cap jamming his shield into tony basically killing iron man yeah and in those scenes like i really believe they got me to a point where i thought either one of these guys could literally die yeah when he's hitting him with the shield and he raises the first time i saw the movie he raises it that third time and tony doesn't have the helmet on and i was like what do you do like for a moment Mm -hmm. i thought you're not right you can't do this um and then of course he doesn't yeah. but the second time i saw it i still thought like oh my god he's gonna kill him like i still <laughs> like was still like in yeah. the moment so I, even looking at it now i feel like they 
they could have told a story where Cap literally kills Tony. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have gotten away with it because he, he is, he is so in, insane. Well, there's a part of that me too. Moment. They said, did they just announce Robert Downey Jr. in Spider-Man Homecoming to throw everybody off that he's going to kill him in Captain America yeah. when he's getting the shit? Yeah, because there's no reason that can't be a flashback. Exactly. Other than, other than the fact that one of the things I don't like about this movie is as amazing as Spider-Man is, he's shoehorned in like nobody's business. Yeah. Like that sequence, he's got 36 hours to find Captain America and he spends, and he goes to Queens from builds, Austria. Build Spider-Man a suit? Uh, he's already built it. He's been watching How? him. How? I, I, that, I agree I, with I you, and that's say, the way yeah, I, that I rationalize I it. With, yeah. <laughs> that's the way I rationalize it, too. But that scene is written in in such a way where I'm like, okay, I know that you wedged this in here. I'm okay with it because Spider-Man is awesome in this movie. Um, but it does, you know, and I was alluding to this earlier, this movie starts to show some some heft from them putting so many, so much stuff in this movie. And they do a good job of making sure that it's still, it's still A to B to C. You're still like, you know where the characters are going. You know what's going on. It's not, it's not super convoluted. They, the things that are hidden from you are hidden from you well enough. And then when they reveal them, they make sense. So like the whole thing with Baron Zemo's hotel room Mm -hmm. where like you see these scenes and they give you little hints and you're like, I don't know why you're showing me this. And then he calls the hotel room and you're like, what is going on? And then you see and you go, oh, it all starts to make but sense. It, it, but it, it does. This movie starts to feel like, <laughs> hey, guys, we have a lot of movies we got to make and we got to go make Black Panther. And we, you know, we also have to tie up all this stuff we've done. Um, and it's amazing that it works as well as it does because it probably shouldn't. Because there's just so much weight here. That's one thing I really don't understand about the film still. Maybe you guys can tell me maybe I missed something. Why does he call the maid and tell her to deliver the food in the morning? He needs he needs Iron Man to understand he was wrong. So okay. he's hidden everything. He knows he's confident enough he's hidden everything from from Tony Stark. Yeah. That he needs otherwise Tony's just gonna leave everybody in the raft and not okay. care where Tony's where's where he's gone, right? Okay. Um, so he needs, okay, for the, I can see that. he needs for the German police to find the body at that moment. It's right? kind of convoluted. And it, like, well, it's, I don't, I wouldn't call it convoluted. Not convoluted it's but convenient. Like, yeah. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. It's a little too, like that worked out way too well. For, yes. Like, well, yes, no, so. Baron, Baron Zemo is really good at what he does. But I see yeah. that's where I would step in that it's not convenient because he planned it for so long and he knew what he was doing and it's a different kind of villain. It's not a villain who I'm not going to destroy that's the true, world. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to do this. I've thought this out because he even has that amazing scene with T'Challa at, at the yeah. end yeah, yeah, yeah. where I, he's playing – you don't understand why he's playing that message over and over and over again. And then he plays it again and then he deletes it. Yeah. And then you know he's just telling us like I, you know, I did what I wanted to do. It, what I want to do is tear these guys down and I want – And he, I did it. I did it. And – uh, you know, him about to kill himself and T'Challa stops him. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. And then yeah. at the very end when, uh, what's the name? Martin Freeman's Martin character, Freeman. like, says, like, how does it feel to have lost so badly? And goes, did I really? Like, yeah. yeah. And it is, like, a good point. Like, he kind of won. Because like, what I liked about it, too, is, you know, when you get all these Avengers together, you know, it's about destroying and they want to conquer the world or they're, you know, ripping a country off of the earth. Yeah. And this was just, nope. All I'm doing is I'm going to be a dickhead to these yeah. uh, heroes. I'm going to tear them down, and I'm going to see how great of people they really are. And I think that's a really cool villain. Yeah. And like honestly, like when he gave that monologue, well, I don't know if it was a monologue, but he gave yeah. that speech to uh, Black Panther at the end. I was like, you know, that I can totally get behind you in that. Like mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like, yeah. He's because yeah, 
You know, I thought they were going to fight a bunch of super soldiers. Nope, not about that. Yeah. yeah. No, he killed them because he didn't like Captain America and he didn't like the Winter Soldier and he didn't like Iron Man. And he yeah. wants to break up the Avengers. Yeah, it's it's and a very interesting <laughs> and in a very Iron Man 3 way this movie ends and you go how are they going to make another Avengers movie? Well, I think that's why there's a break from all of oh, them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because yes, like if you keep in mind like besides like Doctor Strange, I think all, both the films that are coming and Marvel films coming out next year are ones that do not take place on Earth. Yeah. Like it's Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah, cuz you're just seeing what's going on while they to, they're doing yeah. that, they have to set up. Yeah. They have Infinity to set War. up why those guys are going to be in no longer Infinity War, what, yeah. Avengers, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. But so, how good is it going to be in either Infinity War one or two, which they won't be called that, but whichever one ends up being on Earth and has Cap in it, how good is it going to be when Iron Man shows up in a suit with the with the shield and he's like, Cap, I need you. Yep. Because that's what they need. They need a threat, dude, that's so big. Oh, like we need Thanos to repair our friendship. <laughs> yep. That's what this thing's about. Infinity War is about friendship. And what's cool is when phase, uh, when phase four ends. I'm serious. You can totally start over. Cause I think when phase four ends, you've told these stories. Yeah. Phase three. Uh, no, cause phase three is going to end with infinity war. In, oh yeah. I mean, phase yeah. three. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So when phase three ends, you're good. Yeah. And then you can do whatever you want to do next. I think honestly, yeah. they could really move on and just do like, Honestly, they should just do new Avengers. Like, oh, I think so. they, oh, they yeah. could just ha- include all the characters they're setting up now. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Strange, Black well, Panther, that's what, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they're gonna do. Like, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. He'll be. A, Dude, I mean, that, that Spider Man tag scene. And then you make. And then you make Cap. If Cap is still alive, you make Cap the new the new Nick Fury, where he doesn't do. He doesn't fight. He just stands there, there and is like. <laughs> and Sam Wilson's a you... new Captain America. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm down um, with Robert Downey Jr. getting millions of dollars just to stand there for ten minutes. Heck yeah, I'm but totally I, down for it. So, I do want another cat movie though, because I really yeah. there is a thing they haven't dealt with, which is one of my favorite. Um, Would you read the interview with Chris Evans? No, he, he said the same thing. He said, "You know, when I signed this seven years ago, and he was really hesitant to do it. I don't know if you remember. He didn't know if he wanted to, you know, be this committed to these films. Yeah. And he said, you know, after shooting this movie." I don't want to leave this character. Yeah. I, I need, he needs closure too. Right. Cap isn't done. Like yeah. Tony, Tony was done. And then this movie just tore Tony apart. Mm-hmm. And now Tony's not done either, but like cap. And one of it is, I really would love for them to do. Um, there's a really amazing Jason Aaron story in the ultimate cap. Um, about, uh, is he, is he the flag or American flag? He's called American flag. Mm-hmm. The guy who's got the flag yeah. tattooed on his face. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's this period of American history between when Cap freezes and when he wakes up and dealing with that period and like what, how that reflects on who Cap is, I think is a really fascinating story. And I really liked that, 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 that storyline partially because there's a scene where Cap's in jail in Vietnam and he, a, a, a poisonous snake comes under the, the door uh, and he bites the shit out of it. And sucks out its venom, and then when American Flag comes back in the room, he spits the venom in his eyes, and that's how he escapes. It was really cool. <laughs> anyway, isn't um, that character in Jessica Jones? American Flag? Yeah, isn't he uh, like no. the cop that like Rick goes Jones? crazy? Yeah, where's sure that him. Yep. Oh, is that the guy who? Oh man! Remember I looked it up because I was like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's this character!" When it happened, and I was like, "I, don't know I who didn't this realize is. that." Like, oh, anyway, yeah, well, I guess yeah. that means they won't do it. But anyway, but there, no, I think right, that, yeah. that period of his time, like. Because there is this issue that Captain America doesn't know how to live in a world without war, and he still has that. Mm. Like, they haven't addressed that issue. They've addressed 
you know, his friends and, and how alone he is and all of that. But this whole problem and they, and they, they, they put their nose or their finger right on it in age of Ultron where everybody else has their terrible fear from, from Wanda when she gets in her brain, their brain. And he has a flashback to a world in which he doesn't die and the war ends and he's there to dance with Peggy. Mm-hmm. Like that's his nightmare yeah. is a world without war. Um, and I want, him to deal with that. And I think he has to in order for him to be that Nick Fury character. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a moment at which he sees the dark side of war, right? And I think that telling a telling a story about, hey, you guys, this whole Vietnam thing happened while you were asleep or, or something along those lines that, that there's a really horrible side to this thing that you love so much, I think is maybe the way to get at that character. Because um, I think another part of it too that like I've heard some people say is that like, Really, Steve Rogers never woke up from the ice. Captain America is the person who came out of that, and Steve has not really come out of that because he's still in the 1940s. I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Is yeah, it like, I'm describing it in a weird way, but like... Yeah, like the guy who comes out is still 1940s Steve. Like, yeah. he doesn't wake up and he's Steve Rogers of, of 2016. Yeah, or he's not like yeah. he's not the same person that he was like before he even became Captain America. Like, uh, he became... He, he just now is embodying who Captain America should be. I'm not like I'm there's people of like are, I just are that are talking about this but yeah. like um yeah I mean the reason why I, why I love Steve Rogers is because he's the best of us yeah. right yeah, like yeah. um which is it is the greatest generation it is all that and it and it is this really jingoistic like love of war sort of yeah. mentality that we yeah, look yeah. back at World War II vets and we go like man what an amazing war because we were fighting something purely clearly evil to the extent at which the villain can just be a red skull, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that is so fantastic. But when you take that guy and you put him in the modern world where war is a lot more dynamic, yeah, I think there's a really great story to tell there. And they, they keep scratching at it. And it's what Tony's getting at yeah. is like, dude, it's more complicated and there are politics here and we have to be careful, yeah. but they never quite give Steve a rest. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want him, I want him to have that. You know, maybe he'll star in his Captain America four will be a romantic comedy. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I don't Just want, honestly. In New York I think, City in his lone apartment. <laughs> I think what I'm actually proposing is a yeah is an even darker film, oh, not yeah. necessarily a lighthearted. Well, like you have to take him to the, the other, ed- you like, have to take Captain him America's to the edge. Lines. You know, well, you know, <laughs> is there a lot of big them. Captain America fans that like, I mean, be, like the next big one. Because I mean, like. Well, I think the next America's one would be a huge spoiler, so I probably won't say it. But I mean, Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah, I know what you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. What I really want is for them to bring back Red Skull. I want, I want Red well, Skull. Well, he never went away, really. I know. Like, he's just in the, he's just in the negative zone. Yeah. And like, he did say that he signed on for four more films. So Hugo Weaving did? Yeah. He said he doesn't want to, but he signed on for four more films. So. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. What's he doing? I don't know. Well, he, he says he, it's not that he doesn't want I, to be in it. It's I know. I'm just being an asshole. asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, uh, um, real quick, uh, I noticed like two things that I don't know if anyone noticed. Um, yeah. The woman in the beginning who gives Tony the picture of Spencer or whatever his name is, yeah. she's a main character in Luke uh, Cage. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's going to be one of the main characters. Oh, great. Um, I thought they just cast her because she's amazing. Like, she's a really great actress. Yeah. Um, and I thought they, they needed somebody with some weight to pull that scene yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's cool. I thought they cool. cast her because she put Captain Picard in, her play, in his place. No, I know. I totally agree. <laughs> but that's one. actually the sole reason why I said she's a great actress is because of that movie. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I, I think I talked to you about it, and I might be just be misinterpreting it, but like I know a lot of things about uh, uh, it's not Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, her referencing that she knew Bucky 
before when she was in Russia. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she was in yeah. that uh, training thing. Yeah. Right. And so like I feel like there's definitely something there that we have not seen yet. Yeah. yeah. And well, like they and like they said that like Kevin Feige said that he does want to make a Black Widow yeah. movie. And I think we said Todd like, a, se- a second think, a second Black Widow. I think it's yeah. gonna take uh, the place of where he, Inhumans was gonna yeah, be. Yeah. I can see that. Oh man, that's a that's some years away. So yeah, two thousand nineteen. I, mean, right. I feel like it's gonna be the first phase four film. Um, that'd be cool and I think it'll be more less I think like he says like can it be a, can it can it be a winter soldier that's black, black widow road I'm, trip movie I'm mm-hmm. saying that I think like he says it's gonna be her film but I don't think it's gonna be named after her I think it's gonna be named the winter soldier Ooh. or it'll be something about the winter soldier and I think he'll be the other main character in I it I don't know so. I think I, black widow's got enough clout at this point I would say so too I think they're just too scared to do it so. I don't know no, I, no I, they, fuck it. they said that that's the character people want to see most in a yeah. movie is black widow yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she needs a so, sequel she to her, I think, to her I, I mean, 2009 I would like to, I Avengers. She has enough story to that they could definitely say Dormant with her. Whatever so. 2012. Whatever year it was. She's been in Age of Ultron since then. No, I know. No, but no, I, <laughs> my point, my point is that, that Avengers the is Avengers the is a Black Widow, Widow movie, as I've always said. She's the main character of Avengers. Anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are the two things that I noticed that I don't know. I haven't seen much talk about. Yeah. In my theater, when um, at the end scene with Spider-Man, where he's like, I got beat up by some guy named Steve from Brooklyn. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but... And, you know, they had Spider-Man return. Dude, my whole theater cheered. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man's going to be super huge again. Uh, the after, the yeah. first after credits scene, I thought was also good, too. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like. It I'm, set up definitely Black Panther. Does set up Black Panther, and I'm so pumped for Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, I I'm mean, glad. a lot of people don't know about that. Uh, you know, in the comics, Wakanda is advanced. That's why oh, yeah. his suit yeah, yeah. is how it is. And Like, um, I know, like, the bare minimum of what you should know about Black yeah. Panther. So, so it should be uh, There's awesome. a guy there named yeah. Claw. Yeah, I know, uh, I know that he's much. Missing that he's a, he's missing a hand because Ultron uh, crushed it. Yeah, um, and he's going to get a claw now. Um, yeah. Uh, did they say that uh, the Everett? No, not as Everett. The Bl- Martin Freeman character he's going to be in. Did they say he was going to be in? Uh, I think he's going to be in a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I, he was going to be like he was going to be one of like the main supporting characters in Black Panther. Oh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'd be down for that because yeah. I thought like when they announced he was going to be in this, I thought he was going to have a much larger role than he had in this. Yeah, so. I, th- I think he's he's taking on a Coulson style. I think that's yeah. what I got from him. He's like a yeah. Coulson vibe. I can t- and I'm totally down for that too. Yeah, but like what. And like because you because you lost uh, you lost Kobe Smolder somewhere along the mm-hmm. way. Like you need some of those. Did we lose Kobe Smolder? She's not dead, but she's not in the movies anymore. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I, same I, as yeah. Nick Fury, right? Like, yeah, that's wherever. <laughs> I was surprised next that time Nick, Nick Fury, Fury did not make any kind of appearance in this film. Yeah, so. oh, I'm sure they'll be in the Infinity War. Well, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna come back again. But I was like really fighting to come out like the very end and be like, "Yo, fucked up." I'm just. Like, hoping <laughs> I hope the Sentry is the next one. Stop fighting and sit down. You go to one corner. You go to the other corner. I didn't go to all this work for you guys to just fight each other. It's no. bullshit. And correct me if I'm wrong, but was the Panther at the end of the after credit scene, was that made out of Adam Pandium? I don't know. It looked like it was Onyx or something. Yeah, or like, yeah. Obsidian. Like the second time I thought like, well, because that's where all the Adam Pandium is now. So I thought like, maybe uh, no, that's no, no, going to be kind of uh, cool. Vibranium. Vib- that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Unobtainium um, is Avatar. Yeah. Same thing. Um, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So that'd be cool it shouldn't be because there shouldn't be a, like the movie's awesome. It's supposed if if the story of Ultron going to Wakanda is like I gotta get this little bit of unobtainium or there's this little bit of vibranium and there's a giant yeah like all right, maybe he could have found a better. But way Ultron to get was some. really into art, so he wouldn't want to destroy him. <laughs> yeah, he was very intellectual. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, next week, James is gonna be busy, so me and Brad are seeing the Lobster. Yeah. Oh, okay. My number ten film from 2015. Will it be fresh or hard-boiled? Find out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye, I guess. 
visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. What? uh, Is the one last week a good podcast? Uh, Without the robot you built, yes. Is it good? Okay, cool. (laughs) Well, I think... um, So, we might not have a robot in it. It might just be me and James talking about the hangover and... Pirates of the Caribbean. The robot was funny, but it was funny. Um, but we actually we were there were technical difficulties. Very there. big technical difficulties. So that's why we relaunched it. Um, so they saw the pilot. They liked what they saw, but they needed us to make a few changes. Um, so this is the Dick Van Dyke Show version, not the Head of the Family Show version. <laughs> um, so thank you, Nebus Vision Productions, and um, I would say thank you for listening to Real Nerds. But we might change it. I think you should say like press play or something. Press play or um action you know like do a clapboard sound and then this ryan frost and i don't know so you want me to say press play like the aerosmith song or no (laughs) just kidding i love pissing you off it's so much fun anyways think of something real i'm I'm doing my best here it's like on the tip of my tongue it's just Brad, what do you want me to do on my own show? I'll do it. You tell me what you want me to do, and I'll I'm do not going to tell you what to do. I want you to decide. I want you to figure it out. But I'm trying to encourage you to think of something that alludes to the fact that people should go watch movies. Lights, Other camera, thing. action. Now you look at me like I'm an asshole. No, I was ending the show with silence. Oh, I thought you were ending the show because so I'm gonna I was cut stupid. this part out. No, no, you should keep this part in because it's funny. This part is, but I thought it also worked when you just ended with action, and then I would have cut it and gone to a commercial. So, um, which at, at you this didn't point, leave room for a commercial, by the way. At this point, um, this show is brought to you by Ryan's Hotline. Make sure you stay tuned and listen. But I don't know why we're giving ad space to that guy. I mean, it's a pretty shady business. Yeah, that guy looks like a. He's rude and insulting. And if you look really closely on the wall, it's just a bunch of picture of Brad's sister, and that's really <laughs> creepy. Uh, I'm going to find that guy and beat his ass. So anyways, he paid for a spot on this, so we might as well just let him run the commercial. Yeah. Hey, throw money throw money at us, and we'll do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, throw money. Hey, we have no shame. So um, this is a word from our sponsor, Ryan's Hotline, and he might sound like this guy talking right now, but we're two different people, I promise. Um, <laughs> so uh, find the hidden menu on the DVD, hit enter, and you will be treated to an extended edition, the director's cut of the first episode of... The first episode of Undecided. (laughs) The first episode of Undecided. And cut. Probably real nerds. What? Did I just screw that up? We're never going to end this episode. No. I said cut. I'm pretty sure that's what directors say when they want it to end. Yes, sir. Can I get you some coffee, sir? And cut. Welcome to Ryan and the Wookiee, a Nebulous Visions production and our premiere episode. I am here with my good friend James, who is... The Wookiee. James, can you say hi to all our one listener? Wait, I... But I am the one listener. You I, are. I don't know what that means. Well, okay. Hi, me. <laughs> and we also... Uh, just for the show, I constructed an amazing robot. I call him Brilliant Rad. It is pretty impressive. Awesome Droid. Or Brad for short. Brad, can you say hi? Hi. 
Wow, that was awesome. I can't believe I was able to program that into a totally rad, awesome droid. Seriously, Ryan that... is brilliant. He is my creator. That's that's this. so much more impressive than Jeff on, on the Craig Ferguson show. And I way mean, better than Johnny Five. Skin, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're here. We're going to be talking about movies. Uh, it's one of the things we really enjoy, me and James and Brad. I programmed it into Brad to like movies. And by programming it into him, I inserted a disc, not my wiener. 